four, three, two, one. <laughs> Energize Podcast episode 38. We're back. Barry, how you doing? Uh, doing really well. I'm actually very happy to have you back, by the way. Thanks very much. Did you miss me? Yeah. So, if you're new to the show, welcome. And if you're returning to the show, welcome back. We swapped roles this week. We did, actually, yeah. 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 I was making sure we said it, though. Because we always welcome, or welcome back, everyone to the show each week. For energised action. Energised action. So, Barry, what's going down on this week's show? Okay, uh, welcome to the show. On today's show, we're going to go through what we got up to during the week. Um, As you know, or may not know, for the first half hour, we talk about what we sort of got up to in our lives, including everything. Uh, For the second half hour... We go over the world of sport, mainly MMA, and the final third is all about football. So in the first half hour today, we're going to go through Ross's trip to Liverpool. Uh, myself and Ross going back to training because we're trying to be the next Arnold Schwarzeneggers. And, as well as what products people are sending us out. Yeah, and we're also going to go over the influencer scene in Ireland, uh, whether or not they're helping or they're lying to their audience. Yeah, so are they being real or are they being fake? We're going to talk about it. There was big uh, publicity over this week within Ireland on uh, certain Instagram pages being set up. So we're going to get really deep into it. Yeah. So, But because basically we put, our, we put all our stuff online as yeah. well and we're in the middle yeah. of it. And we also, we also know when people are being fake or real. Um, sometimes if you mean being Barry and we talk about other influencers, we will like let you know who's real and who's not. Very but real. We, we will get to that in turn. <laughs> okay, well, first of all, Ross, you're back. I am back. I had a great time in Liverpool, Christine. Uh, first time I've ever been to Liverpool. So I'm going to let you guys know what I got up to. But prior to that, I want to say thanks a million for um, all the guys who gave us places where to go. Um, I went to like McCoolies. I went to, I can't remember the name of the place. I went to Turtle Bay. Um, but I, I actually went to a lot of the places that I was recommended and they were actually all really awesome. Yeah. So, that's that's actually very sound of the people actually let you know as well. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, like I'd never been there, so I was sort of just like I knew a few things that were there, but I didn't actually overly know what I was doing or yeah. where I was going. So I yeah. was actually delighted with that. Yeah, but it's funny how they told you actually good places because yeah. that's Liverpool, and they know you support Manchester United. I know, yeah. So <laughs> they could have sent you somewhere shit. Yeah, yeah. There was there was a times where it was kind of weird though being in Liverpool when like Man United were on the verge of signing Lex Sanchez, and I was so buzzing about Man United, but I couldn't talk to anyone about it. But uh, that was that. Um, <laughs> yeah, so over there. Um, the first night, uh, or the first day, we went to see the Beatles story. It was actually really, really good. Um, you go down to the Albert Dock and you sort of put on a headset and go around. Uh, like, in fairness, I probably listened to about 70% of it. You found out cool things like Paul McCartney wrote the Live and Let Die soundtrack for the 1973 James Bond film and won an Oscar. But he wrote it with his wife, not with the Beatles. So okay, like, yeah. You learn some cool stuff out like that. And um, it was actually really cool to do. And you see... All like the Sergeant Pepper costumes and stuff like that. So that was a uh, pretty cool scene. Yeah, they're uh, real trippy. Yeah, and then went to the Cavern Club before there. I meant to say that. And that's where the Beals played 292 gigs in the space of uh, two years. So like they were playing every three nights a week down there. Yeah. And that was really cool. But also like Queen have played there. Rod Stewart's played there. Adele's played there. Jimi Hendrix played there. The Arctic Monkeys played there. And your favourite Barry, The Wanted. I'm yeah. glad you came. I'm glad you came. Yeah, so it was actually it was actually really cool. And you know what? Oh, they also have pictures of like Philip Coutinho and uh, Pepe Reina there, and uh, Mingale as well. I was like, this is so random. And then it had a signed Pele jersey up there as well, which is also very random. Yeah. But, uh, oh, that was cool. That yeah, was cool. yeah. I, like that, yeah. I was like, 
this is such a random thing, but it's such a, like a venue that couldn't hold more than 300 people held all these people to play gigs there. And Queen played their first ever gig together as a band in that club, which is like unreal. And I actually found out yeah. when I came back, I was talking to them, that Milky used to play over there. That's oh, yeah. where he played with his daha when he was living in Liverpool oh, yeah, working yeah, as a nurse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's actually really, really cool. So that was unreal. Um, then I also went to Tapernaki, which if you've never been to Tapernaki, it's like it's like an Asian style of food or they cook, cut up and cooked meat in front of you and they do all the stuff. So that was on the Snapchat st- or on the Instagram story. Yeah, that was like, well, yeah, yeah, that was actually really cool. Yeah. And then uh, I made them sing happy birthday to Christine afterwards and she was mortified over that. But uh, also then <laughs> on the last day, went to play ghetto golf, which was really <laughs> retro. And there was one hole where like you hit the ball or whatever. Obviously you hit the ball, you try and get in the hole and the hole is a toilet bowl. Yeah, and on the toilet bowl hole, I got a hole in one. Yeah? Yeah. I, I saw you put a poll up saying, are you Tiger Woods or Ross? Yeah, oh, it was Ross. was it the majority <laughs> winner. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. But um, that was Liverpool. Uh, it, was, it was actually great. Everything worked out perfect for the trip. And uh, yeah, I'd recommend going back there. Or if anyone else is going there, in turn, ask me for recommendations. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the whole trip, what was the best place you went to? Um, it's, it's sort of weird to say. Because um, I was saying to Christine, there was no one part that I was like, that was unbelievable. But like the whole thing was just very good. If that makes sense. Nothing overly blew me away, okay. but it was just all very good. It was like constantly eight out of 10. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. The Cavern Club was probably like cool just for like the nostalgia factor. That was pretty good. Yeah. One. Yeah. So that was Liverpool. Deadly, yeah. So you're waiting for me to come back. How we could go back and hit the gym. Back back in the gym. Yeah. That was like the New Year's resolution. It was indeed. Well, to get back into it, man, especially being bags of piss over Christmas. Oh, stop. It was like a competition to drink the most. Oh, I, I don't think... I don't think I, I was so hungover. I was actually sick at the same time and drunk so many days in a row. It was like it, one of those three things. That's yeah. what it was. I still, days on end. I still haven't drank. I haven't touched a drink. You're doing well, man. Well, I had half a glass of yeah. red wine last You see, I'm counting it. down until we go away to Ma- like Manchester. Yeah. It's like, there's a goal at which, the end of the tunnel. Which is only getting more and more exciting as the yeah. days go, go on. Yeah, 11 days now until yeah. we go away. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. But uh, yeah, back training, man. Um, we went back. We did one session last week. I did another one on Saturday then by myself. And then, which was so weird because like, I never really do. Oh, you oh, yeah, do as got, as who was your fitspo? Yeah, fit inspiration was my cousin Will Nother. Uh, I think he's actually gone about twenty three days in a row now. So fair play to him. Yeah, like <laughs> man, I can't wait to see him. He's gonna be a tank next time I see him. Yeah, no, fair play to him. Fair yeah. play to him. No, but, that's uh, gone. No, you see, I actually go, enjoy going training because you go, you can do it with your friends, and it's more of a social thing rather than going drinking or you know what I mean. Especially when you get a bit older. And someone needs to spot you when you're lifting the four kilo dumbbells, man. Yeah, someone needs to blow the dust off the four kilo dumbbells. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we went back again today as well. First time back. Ross actually just rang me last night and he, he was like, right, I need to start going again. Three days in a row, right? Yeah. yeah so. so we're going again tomorrow as well, which will be today when the podcast comes out. But also when we arrived back home from the gym, I also got a flat tire, but that got fixed. So that was fine. That's Ross news again. Yeah. But uh, when we arrived home, we actually had delivery <laughs> from Connecticut and they yeah. were asked to try out uh, three new protein bars. So there was like an Oreo bar, a peanut bar, and chocolate a chocolate brownie, brownie bar. Yeah. Barry, mm-hmm. what, what, what's your take on the three bars? Um, I thought the peanut... Now, be honest now. Yeah, I know, yeah. Uh, the peanut one felt like it wasn't actually done... Pro- like, it wasn't like a Snickers. It was sort yeah. of like... It was like... Nut- uh, sorry, uh, what's it called? Uh, peanut butter on top of like a pro... Like a, just a stick of protein. So yeah. Like, that wasn't really that great. Yeah. Uh, the chocolate one... Like, that's all... Crispier. Yeah. yeah. It's obviously not good for you as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the Oreo one, that was definitely the best one. 
All right. Uh, in for, my opinion. Yeah. No. Uh, for me, well, I actually quite liked the top one, but like, yeah, probably wasn't that good for you. I thought it was like yeah. the I was like the tastiest one out of the three for me. I always just think the Oreo ones. They're all, like all Oreo protein bars are so like standardly the same yeah. for me. And then you know what? The peanut caramel one looked like they had a lot of sticks of protein left over. And they were like, right, we'll put chocolate around it and then peanuts and caramel yeah. on top, yeah. and we'll call that one the peanut caramel yeah. one. It was like a real like sort of bog sandy one, but um. Yeah, if if they're all in the shop, I'd buy the brownie one, I think. you yeah. probably buy the cookie one. I'd probably get the Oreo one, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. But thanks a million from Connecticut, Ireland. Yeah. Especially Viv, she sorted us sort of out before. As yeah, well. so. Uh, Very Viv. Viv. We, Viv, we love you. Yeah, so uh, great to be back in the gym. We'll be going again for the next few days consecutively. Yeah. Uh, very important to get back on the bandwagon. Yeah. You see, the thing is, like, I always find that when we do the show, it's always better when we're back training because, like, there's just more endorphins going as well. Yeah, and I get very cranky. Yeah. And Barry gives out. That I get cranky, so I need to be in the gym, keeping fit. Eight and, days a week. and you know what? My mum like, I had the lads over the other night for for watching the UFC fights, and mum called me like fat about ten times in the space of five <laughs> minutes, and I was just a bit like, "All right, thanks." <laughs> what am I? That's what my eyes are for. Like. I know, yeah. It was, it was a bit like, yeah, but the lads kept on laughing, so like she was encouraged to keep on doing. No, it. I was just like, that's loose. Like, yeah, no, like, no, 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 they weren't laughing at me. They were just no, laughing. No, no, at, they were like, how yeah. wild yeah. she was being. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she, 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 she was on the Yeah, she was like kept on slating me. She was like, oh, I've been to the gym six times this week, and I was like, all right. And then she was like, how many times have you been? It was like, stop eating crisps. Yeah. And I was like, all right, sorry, about yeah. But it, like, I always find myself like, if I'm not going training, I'm eating like a pig. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, so at least if you're training, you can yeah. eat like a pig. Yeah, you're, you're, like, to. You're, you're like pizza, crisps, chocolate. You're yeah. like lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, where I'm sort of lucky, I can eat shit and train. Yeah. And then it's like, I don't all of a sudden turn into an absolute minger. Like, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm already a minger, so it's grand. Yeah, yeah, no, as soon as I eat the carbs, like straight to the belly, but yeah, sure, look. It is what it is. It is what at it is. At least I know. Yeah. Uh, we actually had a couple of people messaging us. Mess- messaging us uh, for certain programs for the gym and stuff. Now, obviously, myself and Ross aren't like Arnold Schwarzenegger's, but mm. uh, we despite the Instagram posts. Yeah, but you see, this, see the thing is, we're like training like athletes at one yeah. point, and then like w- once all of a sudden we're looking a bit better, feeling mm. a bit more confident. We go out in the pace for two weeks, and yeah. then like you're back to square one. But uh, if you're looking for any tips or anything like that, we'll actually like give them to you. And don't yeah. worry, we won't charge a ten grand. Mm. We'll t- charge a ten euro. Not really. Like, no, obviously, obviously free, free no, man. No, obviously obviously free. free. Yeah, so if you're looking for some gym programs or you're new to the gym and you're like, want yeah. to program off someone who like yeah. isn't like, do a million squats. Yeah. You can just ask them. Okay? Yeah. I always find like if you just, if you just go in and just like take it easy and go and then just gradually mm. build. It's like going to a, honest, like if you're walking up a stairs, yeah. just go one by one by one by one. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no point in just going straight into the deep end. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you, if you don't know how to swim, don't jump in the deep end. You're just yeah. going to drown. So just take it step by step by step. Um... Anything else left on that sort of com- topic of conversation? I oh, know I enjoyed it. I enjoyed going back because like, mm. like we've done it so many times on and off that like it's just good to get going again. And yeah, I mean like kicking off the year. Like I mean, you see the first week of the year, I was actually sort of like, uh, I was like, oh shit, what are we gonna do this year? And I felt like there was so much pressure. Yeah. But now like the year sort of days are going on. Like it just sort of this, I feel less pressure or something. I don't yeah. know why. I, I don't know why. I I think it's more so you probably start off the year and you have that all like New Year's resolution and then you have to look at your life and be like, oh my God, why am I like, doing a million times better than I'm doing already? And then yeah. like, you sort of, as yeah. like, you get a few weeks into the year, you're just like, oh, it's just the same as, in, uh, same as it was, you know, November. You know what I mean? You're just yeah. like, it's grand. Yeah. And then you get like, a few little pick-me-ups along the way, like when stuff, people send you stuff out or 
Um, you know what I mean? Like you feel like you're you're making your way headway towards certain things. So yeah, like I think those little things sort of pick you up as opposed to ever so busy at Christmas and, yeah. and New Year's that like you're not really making any headway, you're sort of staying static. Yeah. I think it was even the way the weather was shit and I was just like, What is going on here? So yeah. And then like like even today, like we went training, and then like like you even got a, a flat tire, yeah. And like how much of an inconvenience was that that we had to go down and then wait and then like oh get yeah, it the fixed. place the place is closed and we had to go yeah. back and had to get air put into the tire yeah. and but like yeah. if you look at it now, it's grand. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, today was actually like in fairness, we we were sort of handled it very well. I was yeah. in, like, it was there was no like it was really like all right, we'll just deal with it. You know, yeah. I mean, there was no like yeah, brought Pete for yeah. a walk and everything. Yeah, yeah. Peak brought what? for a walk. That's not, I feel like we it's like, good to have you back, man. Yeah, I feel like we accomplished a lot today. Like, yeah, well, like yeah, we didn't yeah. actually do a hell of a yeah. lot, but we felt like we yeah. accomplished a lot. And we got the packages sent out as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, also, I think like myself and Ross are might be getting involved with a certain company on, and that definitely involved with the fitness industry because, yeah. like, as everyone knows, we always put out stuff about like uh, mixed martial arts, uh, boxing, um, football, rugby. Um, so it's obviously like people that listen to the stuff are involved, like like fitness, mm. like sport, and uh, w- like who else would you be associated with? Yeah. Association with then like a fitness brand or a company. Yeah, so or- we're probably gonna do. We'll probably have news coming within by next podcast. We will let yeah. you know, or during next week's podcast, we'll let you know what the story is. Yeah. With it. Whether it goes ahead or not, we will let you know either way what the source was yeah. with it, and. Who knows? We're not too sure. We have to have a meeting and discuss the finer details yeah. of things. But yeah. looks like big things are coming our way to do with that sort yeah. of fitness industry. Could be associated as well, like doing the social media because, like myself and Ross, like we've done diplomas in social media for business. We've done radio presenting show, uh, radio radio production course, radio production course, and radio presenting course. So basically, that's why we do a show. Yeah, because like when we first set out, like two years ago, we were mm-hmm. like. Here, we just wanted to like, do a show about stuff that we like and make people laugh. And uh, so far, so good. I, mean, yeah, like, I, yeah, I like, actually think our show, like, properly, we decided we were going to do it, like, smoking a joint in Amsterdam, like, and that was it. What? I remember having a smoke, smoking a joint oh, in right, oh, right, the balcony right. over in Amsterdam, and we were like, we're going to do a show when we come back. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, ever since, like, we've, like, done courses and, done, uh, like, yeah. and, like, we've been relentless at, like, putting our ways yeah. to actually do it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like... Yeah, no, yeah. It's just wild yeah. the way it yeah, is, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, but, like, the thing is, like, this sort of leads into influencer now, right? But, yeah. uh, like, when we first set out in this, we weren't, like, right, let's become famous. Like, yeah. that was, like, that was never the goal. Because I think, like, no. if you set out on anything and to no, become I, famous. I think our initial goal was, like, we'll do the radio. Yeah. Because, like, you get paid quite well, everyone listens to you, but no one knows what you look like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was, like, the initial. And nobody cares what you look yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was the, yeah, we were, like, face for radio. Yeah, 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 yeah you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, that was the initial, that was the initial thought of what we do. Yeah. But then when we got, the more we got into it, the more we were, like, Oh, the radio is there. So, you're so like control what you say, and you have to you have to say certain things at certain times. And we we're like, no, 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 that's not for us. And I was like, then we did YouTube, and we we're like, because yeah. we can say what we want, and we can do what we want. And then we we're like, oh, the overall goal was always to move to a podcast because yeah. we wanted it to be like a radio show, but with no ads and no, um, no like yeah. sort of what's that censorship. That's yeah. what I was even for. when I, even looking back at the YouTube videos, like we both sat looking at the camera, so yeah. like we weren't even making eye contact. Which, yeah, if we, you think about it, is weird. Yeah, you sit there for. 15 minutes and you don't look at each other but you have the conversation with yeah. each other. Yeah, 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 yeah that, that was strange that itself. Weird. But like it, 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 in hindsight it, it worked out perfectly to, for us to build more of an audience. Yeah. Especially Instagram. Like, especially these days, right? Mm. If you're looking to start a business in any sort of way, um, make sure you have your social media and make sure you know how to run it. Yeah. 
social like going on social media is the number one thing to do. Yeah. Uh, like if you're if you're like becoming like a writer, it's, it's how important having a phone phone number for your business. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is like though it actually is. It actually is. This is why like we like we originally had a Facebook page, right? And Facebook is so dead in the generation of like uh twenty to like down to like younger even even older like maybe even 30 down yeah 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 like as in like when you go and click on facebook now you see like a funny fart video or you see yeah. you know you might see that fucking liverpool sane chant yeah or yeah. like you're gonna see a, a dog run down the road yeah something like, you don't even see like I, I remember someone was telling me i can't remember who they were they were telling me they got like 114 happy birthdays last year and they got 31 this year yeah like people don't even write happy birthday on facebook anymore to each other no i, I either write it on like snapchat chat or like instagram stories or yeah. else like i'd write to them on chat on facebook yeah it's like it's just not or if i've seen i haven't talked to that person in a year uh, i'll actually write it on their wall yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> whatever you didn't write to them last year yeah yeah, uh, yeah but i think the way it's actually even working is that because facebook own instagram they're pushing all their like direction towards Instagram, yeah, and that's become the more social of the social networks, yeah. And it's just the, the way it's working now is that people are like are going to stop using Facebook, and it's also because yeah. like your mom is on Facebook, if yeah. you know what I mean, and like, or my mom's also on Instagram, but like she doesn't know how to work that, so that's fine. So, uh, but like yeah. your mom's on Instagram, like and like you be you like you could be like. There could be a girl you like, and you write a comment on her page or other thing, being like, "She look great, you look great," or something like that. And then your mom would come along and be like, "Ross, who's this new girl you're talking to now?" You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. just like, oh my god! Yeah. And also on Facebook, if you become yeah. friends with someone, it comes up in people's news feeds, yeah. And then everyone like starts liking it. Yeah, stuff. Like, if you become friends yeah. with a girl on Facebook, all the lads get on there and be like, "Oh, is this the one from last night?" Yeah, yeah. 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 So no, see, the thing is, what's great about why why I actually really enjoy Instagram and why like Ross definitely does as well is because we're like putting stuff out there that people actually enjoy mm. and people like are interactive with and uh, it's not it's not about like us looking mm. cool and that's why we're getting such a positive reaction because yeah. like I find like these days right so many people are getting depressed because of social media right they're putting out pictures being like hashtag follow me hashtag like that's what a crap follow for a follow, follow for a like follow. for a like and all this Try, they're, like, they're trying to build something up but with no content yeah they're trying to they're trying to become Instagram famous just become to become Instagram famous, and uh, that's like like not going to work because first of all it's even harder these days to build something more successful. I know people say it's easier because online, but if you're not creating content that people actually give a shit about, they're not going to therefore follow and support you. Yeah, like we follow we follow like five thousand people and we have over six thousand people following us, but like. We look like everyone in our newsfeed. We're looking at it and we're like just seeing what the other people are doing. Yeah. And the general demographic is people are either putting just up nice photos of them and their friends, and they get low likes, blah. But like other people we're following are like putting out content, putting out crap content, and yeah. then like taking it to heart that people aren't following them. Yeah. Because, but like, it's weird. It's a really weird situation because like, not everyone is going to become as famous as like Conor McGregor, The Rock. Like whoever you call famous online, yeah. like it's not possible. Like there's like there's all like put it this way. There's only one world champion. Like there's yeah. like there's not like everyone is a world champion. Yeah, you know what I mean? it's not social media isn't everyone's a winner. Yeah, so it's just not the way it is. Um, like not only that, but like this weekend, maybe I'll say over the last two weeks in Ireland, there was this Facebook or sorry Instagram page set up, and it was under the name Avine, and it was called Bullshit Colorado. 
and it was calling out like it was a main, it was like it was basically a girls run thing yeah and they were yeah, calling yeah. out all like the top female social media influencers yeah. like Suzanne Jackson Makeup Fairy Terry McVoy other ones like Rosie Connolly and other ones that like I don't actually know who they were I right? actually don't know any yeah, of them like, like, Barry the first yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know a few of them and they were saying that uh, they were showing that one person was selling stuff that they bought on like AliExpress or Wish.com for seven euros and then selling it for 90 euros and another bag that they were selling for 14 they bought for 14 euros online and they were selling for 80 euros and i'm just like if you have over a hundred thousand followers and you're doing that like that's absolutely disgraceful like i understand that yeah you can buy stuff and sell it for more money and that's like a business but like they weren't even changing the picture of what they were buying yeah. and where they're putting it and it's just more so like if you're what's known to be an influencer, you should be a good influence and not a bad influence. And you yeah. should be like trying to help out all these girls who look up to you and are looking to follow you. Not trying to like make so much money off them and just trying to, you yeah. know, be laughed at the basic. Because yeah. like if I, if I bought a chocolate bar for a euro and then sold it to you for a tenner bar, it's like I'd laugh at you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that's, just, that's basically what they're doing. And there's not only that, but like a lot of these girls are like photoshopping their photos as well. And I don't mean like going like I'm saying like these girls are shop photoshopping their size from like a size 12 or 14 which is like a normal size girl and they're shopping or photoshopping themselves down to a size 6 and like they're they're just getting caught out for it as well and it's just absolutely dreadful carry on and you can't be selling stuff to people and then just doing that um <clears throat> like I, I can only give it from our perspective now that like I know like every day I know most of the time, like if when you're away, for instance, I, I was trying to make sure that like I, I'd run the page, put it that way, and like like every day I was trying to make sure it was like the the best topical picture to go up. You know what I mean? Mm. Like because there's always a few options, and I'm like, right, this is the best one, and like like we're putting out content that's like that people want to see as well. Like you know yeah. I mean? it's not like me we and know you. our audience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It all depends on the audience now as well. But like we're not standing in the gym. Uh, taking off her tops tensing and yeah. putting a bit of a nice filter on yeah, it you yeah, know what I mean like, yeah. like there, there's no lying here yeah um, I, I, like you see the thing is with girls these days I find like they're like they're looking at other girls because like well I'm not a girl so I don't know but they're like looking at other girls and they're judging they're like why judging am I themselves li- yeah, off that. yeah they're like why yeah. isn't my lifestyle like that why aren't I getting all these Instagram likes why why aren't I getting all this free makeup um uh yeah, why, why does my arse look like that in the new sweatpants that yeah. they're wearing you know what I mean yeah and um, look realistically at the end of the day who gives a shit what followers you have like do you really care if like like we live in like Sutton and Contarf uh, like do you really care or do like should I care if a Michael from Casanock doesn't follow me like I mean first of all why should he give a shit about me and why should I give a shit about him like I mean like who cares like as long as like your friends like your shit like that's all you really need you don't need like obviously sports stars are going to have big followings like obviously mm. they like do stuff that is valuable to other people's yeah. lives if you're not valuable to someone else's life mm. why should they follow you you know what I mean so like don't be in like don't be in like what's the point say if you had like a hundred thousand followers and you only got like a thousand likes per photograph like what like would you not rather have only a hundred followers and get a hundred likes on each photograph like I mean like not everyone is going to have a massive following unless yeah. you're actually giving out proper uh mm. content or like valuable insights into people for people to be like okay i'm gonna follow this person because they're benefiting mm. my life like myself and ross are putting out constant news about mma which people love with football with the rugby with the boxing with yeah. the katie taylor stuff with everything and people really really enjoy that that's why we built up this 
And also we follow people back. We also direct message people on their birthday saying happy birthday. And it's not about being cool or anything. Yeah. Like, no, it's just how we care about the people yeah. who we interact with. Yeah. And like I just I just look at so many of the influencers and they're just so much more like they look at like their audience and all they see is like dollar signs. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, it's, you can't it's look not at the, like that. Yeah, you can't look like at them as numbers. People, people are always asking us like, oh, are you going to monetize your podcast? Are you going to try and make loads of money off it? And it's really like, yeah, eventually we would like to make money off it, but like we don't want money from the people who follow it. No, like, that's no, what no, we no. Want. As in like, we want to like, it to be like company sponsored and yeah. like that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. That's the route we want to go down. We're not going like, to charge people yeah. to listen to the podcast. That's no, ridiculous. No, 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 not even that, but like, I'm just more so saying like, like when we get merchandise and stuff like that, we're not gonna put like I'm not gonna get a get a T-shirt for people that cost like seven euros and like have Energize branded and just say it's tenner in total and then like charge them like thirty eight euros for it. You know what I mean? Man, we made six T-shirts and we sent them away to people for free. Yeah. And pay for the package and pay for the T-shirt, pay for everything. Yeah, you know what like, I mean? it's, it's, it's just like it's it's not our goal to like become like, like rich off our audience. It's our goal to like make this a global yeah. brand and our, make this. Yeah. Like real, yeah, but yeah, the point is like we actually set out so we eventually could get on a radio mm. station and have our own show. That was yeah. it. And unfortunately, like it has, we haven't gone on to anything. Um, but like the show has grown so much now that mm. we're just like right, keep going, keep growing. I mean, who knows where we can end up? Yeah, like really, yeah, we would like to do a live show at some stage and like yeah, people pay to come watch us do a live show. Yeah, but, like you actually cool. get to meet us, then like we'll do meet and greet with absolutely every single person <laughs> in, the, in the audience. We will get a photo yeah. with all of them. Yeah, like that's just the way it is. But yeah. like we're not. Trying to sell, we're not trying to yeah. sell like fake Man United jerseys to you for like two hundred euro, like and say Alexis Sanchez yeah. signed them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like I also, I just want to bring it back to it as well that like like people in Ireland are absolutely doing so brilliantly, and yeah. like other people that are not in the same boat are comparing themselves to th- these people who uh, are just just doing too well. Like for instance, the number one social media influencer in Ireland, a male, is Rob Lipset. Yeah. Right, Rob Lipset is a gym is a gym guy gym fitness blogger gym That's fitness blogger okay yeah. Yeah, there you go right and the amount of personal trainers that are on Instagram because Instagram's They're trying ma- to be Rob yeah. like Instagram is the main platform for people associated mm. with gym and sport and whatever right and they're all trying to be like this person but like Rob Lipset has also has taken off on that and on that scene and if you actually want in any way get as big as him or if not bigger you're going to have to offer another side of the coin you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're gonna have to have a different content yeah. and different like a different way about yeah. you. You can't just be, a, you know, he already a Penny's ha- version of Rob Lipset. Yeah. yeah, he already has the mass audience, and yeah. everyone goes to him for their content. Mm. The same way, boy, people come to our page for the update of the MMA and the sport as well for the Irish version. Now. Yeah, like Rob Lipset. Rob Lipset is, is the Irish version lifestyle. Guy Jim, of Ireland, yeah, Ireland, yeah, like Brendan Shab is the MMA guy in America. Like yeah. we're trying to be the number one. But, well, definitely sports, sports people yeah, in Ireland, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, like, let's be honest, yeah. and we're up there challenging. Yeah. Now, the thing is, Rob Lipset is also over there with all these guys, with Christian Guzman, with Max Tuning, like with the the biggest names yeah. in the in the industry. Yeah, he's doing all the yeah. right claps. And if you want to build up your brand like that, you're gonna have to go, and you're gonna have to go and meet all you're these other people with the other people yeah. in your genre and the people who are at your level as well. There's no point if you have 2,000 Instagram followers and you're a gym guy yeah. trying to like message Rob Lips to try and meet up with him because he, he's like realistically you offer him nothing. You yeah. have to offer people something that offer you yeah. something back. You can't, you can't be a snob in this yeah. game because uh, people... Because every person counts as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if, that, if that is your goal to build up your audience like every yeah. person counts and that's why we do write to yeah. everyone and that's why we do get back to everyone. Like what's called I love if someone's listening to this 
and they said they wrote us messages that we never wrote back to because it never happened. Yeah. You see, I, like, I just wanted to bring all this up because, number one, all the backlash that female bloggers are yeah. getting. And really, you know what? You shouldn't even be following these people that aren't mm. actually giving you proper information and filtering pictures because you yeah. know what they're doing? They're making you feel self-conscious about how you look, you yeah. feel, and you're like, you're like, what? Like, yeah, you're probably eating, eating shitter food because you're, they're making you feel bad about like your body and stuff. Like, really, if you go to the gym three times a week and eat like, clean about 60 to 7 percent a day like you're still gonna like turn out well and look good so i mean like just keep doing that like same thing for guys same thing for girls like unless you want to become mm. like shredded and like have a big massive like gym personality life mm. then you treat that like a full-time job and if you don't and you just want to make sure that you go on holidays and look decent in the bikini then just keep doing what you're doing just make sure you get a bit of broccoli into you if you can <laughs> eat a bit of yeah. broccoli be yeah. fine but um yeah just to sort of sum back up it's just all about doing what's best for you and you know what if you do find an influencer or someone you follow is fake you can just unfollow them yeah. unfollow them yeah. delete them off Snapchat delete them off Instagram and you don't have to follow them anymore that's that's one thing that I, 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 I took away from the controversy that happened this week you don't actually have to follow anyone you can unfollow any of them yeah. and if they are putting out that fake content and you're aware they're putting out that fake content well then just unfollow them yeah. delete them from your life because like you don't actually need those people in life and if anything there should be like a mass unfollowing this week of all those people yeah. who are perceived to be fake and those people who are like running competitions for like their family members to win why would you ever be following something that will make you feel bad about yourself yeah although I, I think a lot of people are sort of I think a lot of people don't realise that that makes them feel bad about themselves until someone says it to them that they feel bad about themselves yeah like I mean I, I was looking at pictures of some certain influencers and gym people and the, the pictures of irony and stuff and like I was actually like almost like afraid to go back to the gym because yeah, I was like jeez yeah. I have to start back like fuck sake and then like once you go again you're like right the only reason why I go is to get this high. It's not that I get it, like, Also, how many, how many gym people like follow you and then unfollow you all oh on Instagram? It'll actually wreck your head. Oh so many of these people who have between like two and like 17,000 Instagram followers, they'll follow you and as soon as you click on their page, they're like, they have 17,000 Instagram followers and they have followed like 200 people. You're just like, they're going to unfollow me by tomorrow. Like, I just know they are. <laughs> like, just like, yeah. I'm just like, I'm just like, yeah. what's they want? And like, they follow my personal page. I think the Energize one. I'm just like, why do they follow me? Like, I've absolutely yeah. nothing in common with them. Like, I yeah. put a picture of me, like, in the Beatles. Like, why would they yeah. follow me because of that? Yeah, also, I mean, yeah, like, actually, what's forgot, wrong with them? Yeah, I forgot to even mention, like, like our own pages, we don't even have big followers. So yeah. We don't even give a shit about yeah, it because yeah. they don't give a shit. Yeah. I give a shit about this show and that is it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'd say maybe I have an extra 70 followers from doing this show that yeah. follow my personal as well, which I'm okay with. But I'm more so, like, I don't care about my Instagram. I almost was saying to Barry the other day, I was like, I actually need to put up more Instagram pictures myself of what I like to do as opposed to like because like, I feel like every time it's just like by the way the latest podcast yeah, it's yeah. like I was like hold on like I need to do that. I need a bit more than that yeah, you know yeah, what I mean yeah. that's why I put out the Ronaldinho yeah. thing it got like yeah. 15 likes I was like I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't care I don't care but Ronaldinho yeah. legend yeah but uh, yeah it's only because I got, I got a message this week about uh, one of the guys that I made to it was like depressed about like just the way social media sort of ruined his head and uh, I was like I was like like I was like you don't even really care about that life so I mean wh why look in it like that and yeah. he, he felt like he was sort of missing out not being part of that and you know I mean but like it's oh, just okay, like okay, yeah but it's yeah. like I, we never used Instagram before we did the show yeah but I think I think the thing is like I only like stay very active on social media because of what we do yeah. but like if it's my own person one like wouldn't give a shit I might not click on my like I might not like swap off the Energize Instagram onto my own Instagram I might only do it like once every three days or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to like, that's it. And like, I only sort of do that because I follow a few people on my own one who like, 
I'll see their stuff a lot quicker on my own page. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I'll if you're not trying to do anything online, then, then yeah, don't let yourself. it affect you. Yeah, just be yourself. Yeah, yeah. 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 If you're not trying to, I'm not going to say become internet famous, but like build a business online, or maybe it is you want to become internet famous. Like maybe you're an actor or something like that and you want to have a famous Instagram actor or whatever, whatever yeah. that life is or whatever. Like, unless you're, if you're just being yourself, then just be yourself. Don't worry about having X amount of followers or getting X amount of likes on your page. And if you want, let us know and we'll like your picture. We're always yeah. good for like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. is always go for a like. Yeah. Uh, people always... say that to me as well. They go, "You're very supportive of my Instagram yeah, page." I'm yeah. like, I'm just like, well, like if you see your picture and you yeah. put it up, like, I'm more than likely gonna like it. Especially like, if you know them. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, yeah, but I'm a bit like, why wouldn't I like it? As in, like, well, the amount of people that support us. Yeah, I mean, but like, like, yeah, but clearly they put the photo photo up and they think it's great. So I'm just like, yeah. fair play, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think we actually next week should actually do a show on how to actually build your brand because yeah. I mean I know there's some people listening now they're probably like fucking hell these lads are going deep yeah. but I mean like we've been doing this for two years yeah. we are trying to like make a show like yeah. and like a, and like even for instance this week we put out a picture with Brian O'Driscoll saying happy birthday put out a picture with John Kavanagh saying happy birthday yeah. like it's not always it's like not it's every not all about us yes also if you want us to do like a sample I feel like if you guys wanted to like pick a company or pick a like a genre that like you'd want to build or something like that, let us know and we'll like sort of implement that into next week. And like, just say you own a coffee shop. How did you get a coffee shop? Yeah. Good on Instagram. Maybe, let us know and we'll like come up with ideas for. Yeah, maybe we could do. John, we could do a poll because like I think like okay, there's so many, so much gym stuff. Yeah. So maybe we could be like, right? Would it be a gym, like a personal trainer, like or uh, like a coffee shop? And yeah. then we could do a poll yeah. and that one could yeah. pick the next podcast. I think yeah. that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. All right, cool. Next podcast is set. Yeah. So I think that's what we got up for the week. What's happened in yeah. Ireland. What, um, what sort of wraps up that, that segment there? I, I think what re-wraps up is if you find out a social media influencer has been lying to you, just unfollow them. Yeah. Don't have them in your life. Or you find out they're photoshopping their photos, just chop them off. Yeah, do follow the influencers that are uh, giving you good content. It's all about content. If uh, influencers giving you good content and you enjoy, keep following them. If you find out they're lying to you, unfollow them because they're just going to lie to you again. And then also, if you're not actually trying to build a business or a brand for yourself, don't worry about how many followers you have or yeah. how many likes you get in your photo because it really doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Also, like sometimes we put up pictures for uh, the energized. Like I was depressed in my brains, but I had to stand there and smile. So yeah, realistically, yeah. like not like not every photograph is like people are actually having yeah, a good time. Yeah, like it's just because like, like I had to do it. Yeah, just because you know I mean? everyone's smiling all the photos does also yeah. not mean they're having a good yeah. time. I know I mess. So, Sometimes like, I was like, "Fuck everything," yeah. and then like I was like, "Cheese," you know what I mean? But I had to do yeah. it for you. Like I had yeah. to do it for the people to support yeah. the page. Very energized, Ross Cowell. What's making the show so far? Definitely the most mind-opening show. Yeah, twenty eighteen. Very real. Yeah, yeah very real. Yeah. Very us. This. Yeah, this is probably the best show of 2018. Yeah. Imagine we never hit record on this as well. That'd be Oh my god. <laughs> Here, I'll double check. Very energized. Oh, right. Recording. Brilliant. Yeah, okay. So that's the first half hour of the show. Thank you very much for saying energized. And yes, we will talk about how to build a brand next week because that's the crack. Um, we're gonna move into the world of MMA. And uh, as you know, we sort of kick off every bit of, uh, every MMA show with the weekend review of Conor McGregor because yeah, People are always saying, you're those crazy Irish guys. Crazy Irish guys. You guys are so crazy. Yeah. Someone actually said, wrote to us, being yeah. like, you guys have such an amazing life over in uh, Liverpool. And I was like, no, Ross is gone with his girlfriend. And he's like, uh, oh, I thought you guys were inseparable, I, like Anton Deck. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh god no. that, that actually made me laugh as well yeah. I don't really laugh things that was yeah. actually very funny yeah. it was actually very funny yeah. it was very funny but uh, here Ross will you give us a bleeding story on uh, Conor McGregor so there was a pr- big press conference this weekend or yeah it was on Friday for UFC 223 and UFC 222 that sounds terrible but when you say that out loud 222 222 yeah that sounds better um, so obviously that's Holloway versus Edgar and then Khabib versus Ferguson. So the question was, are Khabib and Tony fighting for the UFC undisputed lightweight championship? Apparently they are, which I sort of called, I sort of thought Dana White's going to make him fight for the undisputed lightweight title. However, Conor McGregor has not been stripped of his UFC lightweight belt either. So we're going to have apparently two undisputed <laughs> lightweight champions yeah. after UFC 223 basically what I perceive to have happened is Dana won't strip Connor. Connor's the money man in the UFC he's the reason the company is worth so much yeah. he's the biggest fight he's the money fight people are always talking about money fight money fight money fight Conor McGregor is the only money fight left in mixed martial arts maybe George St. Pierre if you want to call that but they're, that's it and people are always going on about what about the money fight what about the money fight what people need to start making themselves the money fight yeah, and stop chasing that yeah the thing but, is the thing is also right I was noticing the last while since like Connor hasn't fought um, that like they try to push Cody, Gar- Cody Garbrandt like massively yeah like Cody Garbrandt was even dyeing his beard and yeah. his eyebrows like, like rather than spending time in the gym boom knocked out in Madison Square Garden that's one player, uh, one fighter down the shitter, right? Yeah. Next person, Francis Ngannou. Yeah. The most backed MMA fighter. Like, like Stipe Miocic. You see, like, moved him to Las Vegas. Yeah. Stipe Miocic created history there. Possibly the greatest ever heavyweight champion in the world now. But he was fighting Francis Ngannou. Francis Ngannou loses, like, com- quite convincingly. Yeah. And now that superstar who could have, like, absolutely knocked the UFC even higher, lost. So, <laughs> see that? Lost. Yeah. So, now, like, it seems like every person they are backing loses. Yeah. Even Cinti Calvao pushed... Yeah. Like, she was Cinti- getting a push as well. Francis Ngannou, uh, Cody Garbrandt and Cinti Calvao were all being pushed for that new drink they're, yeah. that, that they're after uh, signing a contract with. Yeah. And they all, they're all after losing now. Calvao actually uh, banned now since, uh, yeah. for, for uh, smoking weed. Yeah. And then Conor McGregor's there sitting at home. Sitting at home. I think he's watching all the chaos happen. But like, the more chaos that ensues, yeah. the more they need yeah. me. The higher that paycheck's yeah. going to be. So yeah, Conor McGregor has not been stripped of his title... But it looks like he will be if he doesn't come up with some sort of date as when he's going to fight. Yeah. Um, he is back doing a lot of training. Uh, he seems to be doing, I think, he's, he's sending like sort of subliminal rest messages by like doing, uh, like putting up pictures of him with his wrestling coach. So maybe he's preparing for Khabib. Um, he said September return and that would mean he'd be out of the octagon for nearly two years which is like far too long to not know, defend your belt. I actually miss yeah. him so much. Fighting, oh, I know, you know? yeah. Like, like, I, like even if he was like right, I'm fighting in December. Like, I'd be like, yes, okay. Yeah, but like, he's the back. Ca- the countdown's yeah. on. You know I mean? Yeah, so, um, it is what it is. He's not being stripped, but the winner of that fight will be for the title. So, Conor McGregor has not actually come out and made a statement on it either, but I'm sure when he does, it will be breaking news everywhere yeah. and we will let everyone know if you don't see it first off yeah. himself. We'll let you know. Yeah. yeah. So, that is the news on Conor McGregor. He's still the UFC lightweight champion. However, at UFC 223... There will be a new lightweight champion crowned, but Conor McGregor will be co-champion. Could it, that's being held, be like a tag team. Yeah, but that's being held in Boston. Do you think McGregor will actually be at the venue? No, it's in Brooklyn. Oh, oh sorry, Brooklyn. Yeah, yes, Brooklyn. Sorry, but that, I think McGregor will be at the venue. I feel like if he's going to fight the winner, he will be at the venue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like 
We'll know by then. We'll know before the week. Yeah, I, I think we'll know yeah. within. Yeah, we'll yeah, know so. soon enough. Well, that's that's the latest economy. Yeah, so and we might as well keep on that press conference. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was yeah. going to do. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, on Friday night, you uh, see we're in Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah, <laughs> TD Garden. In case you didn't know, uh, so they're having a press conference. Dana introduced uh, Max Holloway and Frank Yeager. So they're they're going to be fighting UFC two two two. Yeah. In Las Vegas, yeah. Yeah, and then... Uh, 2 3 yeah, is going for to the be... Fly, for the flyweight, featherweight championship of the world. And then uh, Khabib is going to be taking on Tony Ferguson for... The lightweight. The, the lightweight title. Whichever one they're going to fight yeah, for. whichever one. Either the interim or the lightweight. Uh, uh, it looks like it's the undisputed according to Dana yeah. White. But uh, see, if Con- I feel like Conor McGregor goes, they're going to fight UFC 225. They'll be like, no, no, the interim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Until... Until they've literally the week off, probably. Yeah, yeah and uh, so they're going to be fighting in Brooklyn. As uh, well as the co-main event will be Roseanne Yunus defending her strawweight title in the rematch against Yoani and Jacek. Yeah. Interesting that they're doing the rematch in New York after the first fight was in New York as well. Well, there's still a big massive Polish following there. Oh, no, no. It's just, it's just like, it's almost like built for Yoani to make the comeback. It's like return to the same city where she lost the belt. Yeah. Um, okay, so if you see if you've seen the the press conference, um, basically every question asked was about Conor McGregor and uh, the belt, yeah, and the belt, yeah. Um, Ross, what do you think of the press conference anyway? I think it's the first press conference I've ever seen that I've had more questions to ask after the press conference than I did before the press conference. Yeah, uh, very little was actually answered. Um, Tony Ferguson I think deserves an award for the worst trash talker in UFC history <laughs> he just like he doesn't really like think before he speaks and he just says like he's like yeah well Khabib I'm gonna like take you down and submit you with my punches and it's like Khabib's like what? and it's like he t- he's wearing like his like $50 sunglass as well and he just absolutely wrecks my head for me the winner <laughs> of the press conference was Max Holloway I think Max yeah. Holloway came across very well he was well dressed he was quite funny he was like blessed era. Even like he was even like ripping Frank Yeager on Twitter, and Frank Yeager was like, "Yeah, he actually got me." He was yeah. like, "Fairly good joke." I like that banter because yeah. Frank Yeager was like, there, there was Frank Yeager like, is very dry, isn't he? Well, you could, you could tell there was a lot of yeah. respect between yeah. the two of them. Like you know, what I mean, whereas like Khabib and Tony, like, they, like they're lucky they're such great fighters because they they can't sell a fight. No, like I, was, I feel like Khabib like is all right, as in like as in like Khabib's like you know what time it is it Khabib time, yeah. and then Tony Ferguson's like. It's ass kicking time. Yeah, it's like oh my god. So Tony Ferguson just is acting like such a clown head, right? He, he's so like he wants to be the, the the shining star. He wants to be the face of the UFC. He wants all the fame and the glory and getting selfies with the Rock, right? Yeah. But when he's put on the stage and put on the mic, he is so dog shit that like everyone's just everyone was like booing him, and he yeah, couldn't believe like, he was getting booed. He's like defender vacate, bro. Yeah. It's like it's like it's like, and he does all these hashtags, and the hashtags are about like fourteen like words long. It's like. What are you doing? I can't believe he has the same manager as like uh, Conor McGregor, and yeah. he hasn't just been like, "You're sort of doing it wrong, man." He, he, I feel like Tony Ferguson's like being his manager is actually irrelevant because like I feel like he's just gonna do what he's gonna do anyway and yeah. just ruin it. Um, but here, look, the, the person to really talk about is Max Holloway. Uh, yeah, Max Holloway was being asked what he made of either Khabib or Tony Ferguson coming down to 145 pounds yeah. and Max Holloway was like hold on I can come up to 155 and take and yeah, take, take him on yeah take either um, one I, I, Max Holloway just came across so great he came across as a proper mm. champion someone that yeah. they, they could really market yeah. like if he beats um, Frank Yeager um, which I think he will he can move up to 155 and compete yeah, I'd love to see him fight Tony Ferguson. To be honest, I think that would just like style wise, I think that'd be an unbelievably good fight. Yeah. Um, I'm not too sure about him versus Khabib now, but 
Max Holloway, he just came across so well. Like the stuff he said, he just kept it short and sweet. Uh, although he did go on about UFC Hawaii again for ages. I'm just like, yeah, I, yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, Dana, what's that fella have to do for you to give him UFC Hawaii? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Just let him fight in Hawaii. Like, bring PJ Penn back. There's loads of UFC fighters like Yancey Medeiros, Travis Brown. You know what I mean? Put them all on a Hawaii card and like basically do UFC Dublin except in Hawaii. The, why do you think the main... With Brad Tavares as well. Why do, you, why do you think the main reason is they haven't done that? Apparently there's not a big enough indoor venue and then they're like, okay. oh, we can't do an outdoor venue because it might rain. But I'm just like, is Hawaii not really really nice weather now? Do you know what Dana was probably like here look I don't give a shit before. yeah yeah he, he obviously doesn't yeah, give a yeah, shit no, he doesn't, he doesn't. I, he's probably like that's a bit of a kip I, I think it's, I think like Hawaii's like where Matt Holloway's from is like why not I think it's actually like an absolute kip hole but like they always have the, they always have the real fancy touristy area as well yeah. so like I don't know where it's, they it's probably just it. it's probably just an inconvenience for Dana because like yeah. Dana lives in Vegas so he's like right you're fighting in Vegas yeah but uh, no here look massive shout out to Frankie Edgar there I'm sorry, uh, uh, sorry Max Holloway Max Holloway like First of all, like he's Frank Edgar needs to get a suit, suit, suit that fits him as yeah, well. Like, like he's yeah, that's what's going to the shelf. Like Max Holloway, like he, he's actually dressing like a champ yeah, as well. Yeah, like he's he's probably like okay. Out of all the Max champions, Holloway's one of those people who if he you didn't know who he was and you walked by, you take a second look and be like something about that fella. Yeah, yeah. Why do you keep talking over there? I don't know. <laughs> Who's your man over there? The, he's the one. He's yeah. the one guy. He looks like a champ. Yeah, yeah. Look, well, Bar McGregor obviously. Yeah, but it's one person who actually like walks around like a champion. Yeah, no. Yeah, Fra- Frank Edgar and. Khabib wore didn't even wear a suit he wore like a polo neck or yeah. something, like a t-shirt yeah. and then Tony Ferguson wore a, a, a short sleeve shirt with one long sleeve like I'm just like who's letting these people wear their clothes yeah, like you know what I mean I'm just like do not have wives or something yeah. to go like yeah. wear that it's like, it's like if you go if you work somewhere and you have to wear you have to wear a certain t- type of clothes like smart yeah. casual or even uniform like I mean some people just must be like here look Stick something better on, please. We want you to mark. We want to market you. It's yeah, going to be yeah. so much harder with these shit one-liners coming out of Tony yeah. Ferguson. You know what I mean? Khabib's just lucky that he's like just perceived as the Russian killer. So yeah, like, yeah. like it sort of doesn't really matter what he wears. But Tony Ferguson, like, is like, how come I'm not Conor McGregor? And that's just his boats. Yeah, and it's just like it's like no one is man. No, no one is. Literally. No one is at yeah. all. Very Tony Ferguson. But uh, what's it what's it make of the press conference anyway? It was probably one of the worst, um, strangest press conference I've seen in a while. Max Holloway was the only highlight of it, and Dana White like a freak because Errol Hawani was like, "Can you clear up the Conor McGregor situation?" He's like, "I already did," even though we just completely didn't. So that was sort of it. Um, one big fight announcement this week that was also made is that Jeremy Stevens is going to make a quick octagon return against um, what's that guy's name? Josh Emmett. He's going to fight him in You the, actually predicted that, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. He's going to fight him uh, UFC Fox in Orlando. It's going to take over from the Yoel Romero and um, Derek Brunson fight night. Cool. Uh, or, sorry, was it Derek Brunson? I think it was. Yeah. We'll go with Derek Brunson. Yeah. Um, well, either way, that fight isn't happening anyway. Yeah. Um, okay, Whoever but, Yoel Romero was supposed to fight, that's not happening anymore. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to move into UFC 220 that was on this weekend um, in Boston on Saturday night. And it was actually sort of funny because the UFC was on and Bellator was on, so we're gonna go Same through. Time. We're yeah. gonna go through both cards. Yeah, myself and Ross were actually watching the fights on the phone and on the TV at the same yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. And then like I made sure to watch everything while Ross was snoozing. And then when the big fights came on, I woke him up because that's what good mates do, man. That's what it good is, mates yeah. do. I was actually con- you were snoring, right? I was like, I was like, imagine I just like didn't wake him up for the fights. Yeah, but I was sitting there going like, I I fell asleep after the Rob Font. Thomas Almeida fight yeah. missed the whole Jean Vellante fight and I was just like don't care like he's fighting Barroso I was like if Barroso walked by me in Dublin I wouldn't know who he is 
And then I woke up for the knockout. It was a Calvin Carter for knockout. But like, might as well just talk about the co-main event and the main yeah, event. Okay, it was yeah. like, realistically, the other could have been on the prelims of UFC Fight Night 124 and yeah. still no one would care about them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. let's, let's call a spade a spade. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, although Very but, harsh, man. Yeah. You, know, you, okay. you probably need to go to like anger management. Like That is so harsh. Like. All right, we'll give Rob Font a shout out. He knocked out Thomas Amelia. That was yeah. actually quite a big upset. And he looked great. And he's actually from Boston. So yeah. big shout out to him. Um, I'd like to see him get in there. One of the upper echelon fellas at Pantomime. Maybe even like a, uh, Marlon Marias. Yeah. Who did he call out again? He called out someone. Did he? I don't actually oh, remember. Yeah, no, you're probably, you're probably asleep for that word. Uh, John, <laughs> Val- John Valente won as well, man. And like that, the pace of that fight was so slow. People started booing. But he won. He, he wasn't in very good shape going into the fight. I, I, I just thought him as a bit of a joker. You know what I mean? He just like, happens to be quite decent at fighting. Yeah. But like, he, he he wants to be like a prankster on a TV show. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah and then... Calvin uh, Catter. Lost. Oh, defeated Shane, Shane Burgos. Uh, yeah. for, Shane Burgos, first ever loss. Calvin Catter was also from Boston. That was actually a very good uppercut you hit him with to yeah. finish it. But... Yeah. It'd be interesting to see who he fights next as well. He's looks cool for featherweight. Maybe him versus like Yair Rodriguez would be a good fight. True, yeah. All right, so <coughs> we're going to start off in the light heavyweight division. Our mate, Daniel, Daniel Cormier. Daniel DC Cormier. Yeah, defeating Volkan Ozdemir. Uh, right. I love the way before this fight, people were sort of like, oh, maybe Ozdemir can catch him because like he's knocking out everyone and Daniel Cormier's nearly 40. But like, oh my God, DC. What a performance. Yeah. <laughs> Um, not gonna lie, the first two minutes was a bit like a bit hesitant and like you know, Ozamir was like they were sort of going shot for shot and I was a bit like this probably does not favour Daniel Cormier yeah. going blow for blow. But yeah. then it sort of got to the second half of the fight or first round and DC started like landing the better strikes, the heavier strikes, he was sort of rocking a bit and then for the last like fifteen seconds DC got him down, took his back and nearly choked him out. Yeah. And like he was saved by the bell, Ozamir. And I think Ozamir like felt DC's pressure and like saw that happen and as soon as the second round came out DC just took him down got him in the crucifix position oh my and like, god yeah, I it that. was it was it was actually it was one of those moments where DC didn't actually even beat him up that badly it was just more so like he just had him there for so long like, I, think, I think there was another 2 minutes 50 seconds or something left on the clock when the ref stopped it and like it was actually quite nice for Ozmir because <laughs> When DC got him on the ground, he looked like he'd never took a jiu-jitsu or a wrestling class before. Yeah. And it was just like he held him down on the ground, pinned his arms down and just punched him in the face. And the ref was like, here, look, he's not getting out after the rest of the round. That's enough. I've seen enough. And that was it. Daniel Cormier, back your UFC light heavyweight champion. Yeah. What a performance. And what a nice guy as well. I yeah, feel like, I was going to get that. I yeah. feel like, oh, actually, and the first time I've ever heard the crowd go... DC, yeah. DC. I've never heard anyone chant for Daniel Cormier before. He's normally booed. And I was like, what a nice guy. He deserves so much. He was so emotional after the fight. He's had like such a hard life in fairness. To him. Well, like I know people are going to go, he's UFC champions. Like, his daughter died when like she was like two as well. A lot of people don't know that. And like he went to the Olympics and like he missed out on the Olympics. Like he missed weight or, or I don't know. Something like that happened. Well, that's exactly what happened. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know the ins and outs of it. And like he, like he fought John Jones. And he lost, and then he fought John Jones again, and then John Jones was on steroids, and just like he sort of had a lot of things happen to him that aren't that great, but he's like sort of overcome them all, and like he is the king of the grind, and it's great to see him back on top of the mountain. Yeah. That, uh, also follows the Energize podcast, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll, I'll take it back to where when 
when we met him, like, like obviously it wasn't for that long, but like, because everyone was like dragging out of him, but like, one nice guy. Second of all, he's walks around everywhere with a smile. Yeah. Uh, even with AKA, he's there. He's there teaching people how to become like superstars. Yeah. Um, like on TV, on the on the Fox Sports show. Yeah. Like uh, comes across brilliantly. Knows nearly everything. Even his commentary as well. Beside yeah. in the, beside the octagon, uh, top DC's, up there with the best. DC's the best MMA all rounder in the world. Yeah. And not only that, he wins back his light heavyweight uh, title. First thing he does, shouts out Cain Velasquez, says he's coming back. Shouts out Khabib, says he's going to be the lightweight champion. Then goes back and does a backstage interview. Jimmy Smith's on the desk. Says, congratulations, Jimmy Smith, on your new job. Yeah. Rashad Evans on the desk goes, Rashad, what are you doing? You're training Volcan. Now, I thought you were my mate. Yeah. You know what I mean? He knows everything. He knows exactly what he's doing at all times. He is an absolute A-lister for the UFC. Yeah. That's, that's what's bringing this board up. Like yeah. with the people like John Jones making a bad name for the sport and like mm. whoever else, even Volkan got arrested there as well coming into yeah. this fight. He does like, he does everything right, Daniel Cormier. Yeah, and like I'm delighted to see he's finally getting the recognition he deserves. That that's that's great to see. I think yeah. it was sort of funny to not like him. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think he wanted to be liked so bad. He was like, boo. It was like, oh, he's free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I honestly do believe now, if John Jones come back, people will be on Daniel Cormier's yeah. side now. Yeah, yeah. I feel like John Jones is now the bad guy. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But I like that even after the fight, the uh, Volkan and uh, DZ were like got in photos yeah. together, and like there were it was such a good sportsmanship. Mm. Like uh, there was it was just such a good sportsmanship. What? DZ called it. He said going into the fight, he goes, "There are levels in this game, and Volkan, you're not on my level." Yeah. And when they got in there, he was not on Daniel Cormier's level. John, you know the UFC are so lucky that. Um, Volkan did not win. First of all, before the fight, Volkan had 50,000 Instagram followers, right? So, thinking about promotion-wise, Daniel Cormier has 1 million. So, I mean, like... like Also, Volkan needs to learn how to smile, man. I mean, like, come on. like, like yeah. did, did, did he, like, never get a birthday present or something, man? He's just, like, always just... He just looks like... Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, just, um, like, have to crack a joke or something, mate. Uh, like, yo. Yeah, it's just, like, something so... He looks like the character you start as a default when you're creating your fire online. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. No, he just he need he need like someone needs to like light a fire up in his arse or something. Yeah. Like so something like so like what can make him laugh? He's he like, needs to listen to energize. No, he was he was like Gagar Musashi before he decided yeah. to have a personality. Yeah, but he's yeah. even worse than Musashi. Yeah, no, no, no. He's he's like a drawer version of yeah. Gunnar Nelson. Yeah. And I was I was like he must be single. And then he had some like a, a, like his fiance was there, and I was like I was like what, like what's he even talk about? Yeah. No time. I don't know. It was, it was, a, I know. It was I a strange one. I can't see like, him. I can't see uh, Volkan come back Volkan. anytime soon. To fight I, suppose, I suppose. I suppose we should probably like say who they should maybe fight next. Yeah. Uh, maybe Volkan fights maybe Corey Anderson next. I think that could be a good fight for him. Right. And then DC. I want to see him fight Gustafsson. Although there are talks of doing the super fight between him and Miocic, but uh, I'd rather see him fight Gustafsson because we'll get to who we want Miocic to fight yeah. next. I'm really looking forward to seeing DC fight again because yeah. there are people who are saying, oh, I feel like you'd get in there soon enough again as well because he didn't take a lot of damage. Yeah, yeah. 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 I feel yeah. like yeah. UFC 224 will probably be DC. Yeah. What a great guy. What a great yeah. guy, man. Came out, he came out there looking brilliantly. And then uh, also, um, in the main, in the heavyweight division, uh, Steve A. Miocic defeated Francis the Predator in Ghana. Uh, boy decision. Boy decision. That no one thought it was ever no. going to be. no. No. It was like it was like sixteen to one yeah. for this fight to go decision. Yeah. Uh, before before we go into the fight, um, before, before the fight it was actually about to happen, right? My, like it was like it was like six a.m. in Dublin, right? My heart was like pounding. I was like, oh my god, like are we going to see Ngannou with this absolute baseball bat swing to Miocic and like just see death live on yeah. TV? Like I was actually like shitting it, yeah. and then like, <laughs> and then like all of a sudden like the fight goes for all five rounds, and then the last two rounds, 
like Nganu like it was just standing there like somehow standing Ross yeah. like, talk about the fight please so they come out in the first round um, Miocic looked very hesitant which he should be and there was a bit of back and forth Miocic sort of got a takedown in there once or twice and you sort of looked the first round and you could see that Nganu was rapidly fading and Miocic was really like that's 1-0 I'm up. Game you know confidence. Yeah, he was like, right, I've taken his best shots already. So, sure. like, whatever he hits me from now on will be less hard. Yeah. So, second round, Kurt came in. Mio just, like, blasted him with a double leg. Got him down. And, like, from then on, he was just able to hold Ngannou on the ground. Yeah. It was like, it was it was like you watched DC fight uh, Volcan before and went, I'll just do that. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? And that's just the way it worked. Yeah. Mio just re-implemented the rest of the game. And he got him against a cage one time. And just sort of like, Press almost him. like stood up and like held him down. And like, Angano did absolutely nothing about it. Um, and also, was absolutely, I couldn't believe that he'd been doing all that training in the Performance Institute and was so unfit. Yeah. As the, also, as the fight went on, it just got shitter and shitter. And yeah. you're just sort of like, you're like, here, look, someone throw him the towel or something, man. Yeah. I'm bored now. Yeah. And <laughs> France Angano threw 34 punches over the case of 25 minutes, which is actually frightening. And 17 of those were in the first round. Yeah. That just shows how much, how tired he was yeah. and how much dominant uh, Steve Mioch was. And it was weird because I don't think they sco- called the scorecards at the end of the fight either. I think they just went, you're winner by unanimous decision. Yeah. The Steve Mioch, nah, which was, is a, it, bit, a bit strange to it see. Was, it was totally one-sided anyway. But uh, it was Also, after the fight, when Mioch won, because all the hype was on him, Ganu, Mioch took the belt off Dana White, gave it to his head coach and made his head coach put the belt on him. He's like, and he was asked about it in the press conference after when he was like, oh, I respect my head coach and my head coach respects me, so that's why he put the belt on me. And I think it was real, like, it was a dig at Dana White. No, it definitely was a dig. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he became the most decorated heavyweight champion of all time, Stipe. Yeah. And because the hype train was so high for France and Ganu, and me and Barry were on the hype train for Ganu, that it was... Well, they, they, well, they'd sold us it. Yeah. Like, they were like, this guy is... Like, even the hardest puncher yeah. in the world. I was like, the hardest puncher in the world is going to be the baddest ass in the world. Yeah, and it was just... We are just... It sort of almost put a lull on Miocic's win. It was a bit yeah. like, oh, he won, all right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it didn't feel like the moment Stipe should have had. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Stipe should like negotiate that he fights his next fight in Cleveland. I feel like he deserves it. Yeah, he does definitely deserve it. Yeah. Uh, what a, what, like, he implemented the game plan to that MAX. Mm. Uh, no wonder he's the champ. No wonder he's like... The, the like, baddest man on yeah. the planet. Still, like just... Fair play to Miocic. That was just unbelievable. Like that, that is this. Like we saw, we met Francis and Ganu, and like he blocked out the sun, and like, mm. uh, like he, he was so scary looking. Like couldn't even ask for a photo. But uh, so here's the question, Barry: What's next for Francis and Ganu, and what's next for Stipe Miocic? Um. Okay, Francis and Ganu. First of all, he needs to like. He, you see, he was getting treated like a god. Yeah. So he was just like, t- he, he, it almost looked like he was probably taking the, taking the piss a bit. Like, mm. like he probably wasn't putting in as hard training. He's yeah. just like, all I need to do is swing the arm and like kill the guy. And it's just mm. like, it's like Jesus. Okay, well, perfect game plan. But now that he's brought down the ground, we also said before the fight that the better fighter was Miocic. Like, yeah. Doubt. Yeah. We said more, far more skilled. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, and like, like that was unquestionable. Yeah. Evidently, yeah, unquestionable, unquestionable. Um, I think Miocic. I mean, sorry, yes. Uh, Francis Ngannou he, need, he needs another he needs another like fight to I don't know who to put him against maybe put him against like the skyscraper and just like that's exactly what I was going to yeah. say I said I was going to say put him against Stefan Struve but he needs to have a, not just the training camp in the performance industry. he needs to move to an MMA gym yeah. he needs to like change his coaches like his coaches yeah. have done great so far they've brought him so far maybe keep the striking coach because yeah. like 
obviously the striking's perfect. There's nothing wrong with striking. He knocks everyone out. But he needs to like have a new wrestling coach and a new jiu-jitsu coach because like he's the ones he have clearly aren't up to level because Miocic took him down and he looked like a fish out of the water you flopping did, around. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there was and no there was no structure to what he was doing. Yeah. There was no movement that like was like oh Francis knows what he's doing. Yeah. Also the last person to beat Miocic. Oh no! Yeah, it was Seth yeah, Shrew. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Although he might have dropped decisions to Junior Santos. Yeah, yeah, that's what team. I was thinking. Yeah. But like the last person to finish, Seth. In fact, the only people who've beaten him are uh, Dos Santos and uh, Struve. But Struve knocked him out. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'd like to see that fight. I think it'd be a good fight. And if Struve wins, then like he sort of looks like a contender then. <laughs> yeah. So which is pretty impressive. And like the fact that if he can beat Ngannou and he's already beaten Stipe, he could actually put himself in line for a title shot. Um, and then Stipe I want to see him fight a return in Cain Velasquez like really see this division doesn't need uh, room for uh, a warm up match for Velasquez to come back I know his last fight was UFC 200 against Travis Brown you wiped the floor with him if not maybe a Verdun rematch and I'm not overly hyped on seeing DC step up I think DC could do it maybe, like I'd favour Miocic to win yeah um, could DC win yes yeah, yeah he could but I'd uh, favour Miocic and you know what I'd like to see I'd like to see DC like fight maybe Gustafsson or Jimmy Manor. Yeah. Like just let him have another fight. You know what I mean? Like he, he deserves that. You know what I mean? He deserves yeah, You don't want to see him lose. Yeah. 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 So I, I don't I want to see anyone lose. Yeah. Really. So um I think Steve Miocic, he will probably fight next, Fabrizio Verdum, who would like to see him next, Cain Velasquez. Yeah. I don't think you'll see Miocic fight again. Uh, also you also if you put those two against each other, like that's two title fights. One, yeah, the same I mean? show again. Yeah, but like put it this way, I don't think Miocic will fight again this year until the end of the year if it's going to be against Kane. Yeah, but if he's going to fight like two, two more, more times, yeah, yeah, it's going to have to be for Doom in Cleveland. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. Anyway, yeah, else I don't think it'd be interesting. Actually, I think for Doom in Cleveland is the perfect fight to do because Steve went to Brazil yeah. and took the belt off him, yeah. and now he's like, if you want to come get the belt off me, you're coming to my hometown and you come fight me here. I no. think that's perfect way doing. Yeah, because I just said it. And now you're trying to rub it. You fucking get lost, mate, will you? <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so Bellator was also on this weekend. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, we do that before we do next week's card. Yeah, well, here as well. Yeah, yeah, first of all, uh, Michael Chandler won. Yeah, Michael Chandler won dominant fashion. Yeah, great, great team back in the bandwagon. He'll probably fight Brett Primus next for uh, the lightweight title, although he's probably already the best lightweight in Bellator. Um, we got Aaron Pico deliver a devastating body shot. Yeah, he looks very good now, doesn't he? Yeah, they probably just shouldn't have given him that out of the first out of the fight, but he looks very good now. Did we lost his first one? Oh yeah yeah, 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 because no one really wanted to fight him. Yeah. By the way, the amount of the amount of fighters in Bellator that look like hillbillies and all like, it was just it was so weird. Like, you always say that it's like it's like the it's like the hick fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Little rednecks, like, yeah, yeah. And then uh, okay, so we we should talk about Rory McDonald against uh, Douglas Lima. Um, this is, man, is Rory McDonald the toughest fighter yeah, you've ever yeah, seen? Yeah, man, I'll be surprised if he lives over sixty. Like the amount of damage he's after taking. Yeah, like, he just, he just gets get beaten up, and then like after he's like, "Yeah, I'm so happy I won the belt." Yeah, it's like, "Yeah, right." It's like, "Yeah, yeah." He's like the Mar- yeah, yeah, he's, he's American he's, psycho. Yeah, he's like the Canadian psycho. Yeah, yeah, he's like a zombie. Uh, fair play to him because his leg was absolutely like. Destroyed. It looked like he had a shingle guard put underneath his yeah. chin. He had a hematoma coming out of his leg, and he still implemented the, the, the wrestling and then taking down yeah. Lima. And Lima like is was the, was the champ. Yeah. But fair fair play, Roy McDonald. Um, yeah. He um, also like yeah. Mighty God's nose broken again. I think yeah, his nose, nose broken. He said his nose wasn't broken, which is but, weird. Yeah, but like I think someone else said it was broken, and I'm just I'm just looking at him. It's like 
if that is broken, that's like three fights in a row. That's been broken. That's a lot. Man, like the the, the damage he took against mm. Roy Mc, uh, Robbie Lawler. Like I mean, jeez, I feel like it's, I'll never forget that fight. His, his mom must look at him and be like, "Not again, not like, again." Can you stop like headbutting the fucking gloves? But uh, <laughs> fair play, Roy McDonald, um, the best welterweight in the world, potentially so. Um, it's sort of an interesting one because. He beat Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley beat Wonder Wonderboy, and Wonderboy beat Rory McDonald. So, like, there's sort of a, a triangle there between those three to see who is the best. Who is the best? Best, yeah. And then, um, sorry, in the main event, uh, Chael P. Sonnen, the American gangster, beat Quinton Rampage Jackson by decision. Decision. That, we were, you see, we were watching this at the same time on the phone. Well. Yeah. And uh, by the way, the link was terrible. But like, this just looked like sort of like a yeah. So basically, what happened the first round? Sonnen sort of actually did a bit of kickbox with Rampage. He was faster. He was more in out. Then second and third round, Sonnen sort of uses wrestling, got the takedowns. Uh, Rampage actually slams Sonnen at one stage, but yeah. it was actually a fairly like Chelsea Sonnen fights are never that exciting, and this one wasn't that exciting either. But he got the win, and he's going to fight the winner of Fedor versus Frank Mir, which I sort of hope is Frank Mir because we saw Frank Mir. At the press conferences, and whoa, was Frank Mir a big boy these days? Yeah, he looks like four hundred pounds. Or something. Yeah, <laughs> Frank Mir looks like he needs to go on the biggest loser. The biggest uh, loser. Yeah. Uh, but overall, great card turned out by Bellator. Like actually, properly rivaled UFC two twenty in fairness to. So exciting to see. Yeah, they just yeah the star power. Uh, they're lucky yeah. that they had that McDonald Lima fight because yeah. like, I mean, yeah. In terms of in terms of the McDonald Lima fight gave it the skill level to up it to like be a fantastic card as opposed to like Rampage versus Sonnen's like a spectacle yeah uh, what did you make of the Rampage Sonnen fight being the main event rather than the McDonald Lima fight yeah there was like loads of controversy over this and Scott Coker got asked a question about 15 times and he was like they're both the main event and I was like yeah. the world doesn't work that they as we said earlier you can't all be winners yeah but you can't pay someone like Chelsea on Rampage that much money and not have them as the main yeah. event. They should have just said it when the, yeah. once it kicked off. Like the heavyweight Grand Prix is just the, the main event of each thing. It's hardly yeah. going to be the fucking undercard. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think we should move on to UFC that's on this weekend. Yeah, we um, have two yeah. big fights coming up. Do you have anything to say about the Grand Prix? Or just, um, just it's going to be interesting to see Chelsea have them fight an actual heavyweight. Um. But Scott Coker was asked how the bracket's going to change. He said more than likely not, but he didn't actually rule out the possibility that the brackets might change a bit slightly differently. So it'll be interesting to see if that actually does happen. So Chelsea Sonnen is the first semi-finalist at the Heavyweight Grand Prix. Do I think he'll win it? Absolutely not. So this weekend we have a massive middleweight cl- cl- clash um, in the UFC. We have... Derek Brunson fight Jack Rice Hughes and rematch. Yeah, um, this is on in in Charlotte, in the UFC. This is on Charlotte, Saturday night. No, Carolina. It's actually funny. Bellator is also on Friday, and the UFC is on Saturday. So we'll just move on. We'll kick it off with the UFC on Saturday. Um, there's, well, the main event is Jack Rice Hughes are taking on Derek Brunson too. Um, and then you also have Dennis Bermudez fighting Andre Philly. The the rest of the card is fairly weak, so we'll just talk about the top two. Uh, Fight cards. Yeah, we start with featherweight then. Um, yeah, Dennis Bermudez, the last man to beat Max Holloway in the featherweight division. For those who don't know that, Andre Philly coming off win over Arme Artham. Artham. Uh, um, for me, I'm going to pick Bermudez. I think he's better in the scrambles, better wrestling. He'll dictate where the fight goes. His his pace is relentless. More Dennis experience. Bermudez, yeah, he actually lost the last fight to Arme. The damage. Yeah. So I'm going to go for Dennis Bermudez in this one. I think he's just better all round. Same here. I think I think Philly is like definitely improved. But uh, Dennis Bermudez, remember he was on a winning streak like five or six, yeah. if not seven, in, seven, a row. seven in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And then, uh, moving on to the main event of the evening. Uh, Jack Ray Sousa taking on Derek Brunson, number two. Ross, tell us what happened the first time and is things going to change? First time, Jack Ray Sousa got the job done, beat Derek Brunson handily enough. And I think this time around, I'm actually going to flip the tables on it. Derek Brunson's the much younger guy. He's got more experience under his belt. He hits hard. Jack Ray looked not great in his last fight against Whitaker. Yeah. And I think this time, Brunson's going to get the job done. I think he's going to win by knockout in the first round. So you said, you were, you were, like, you were back in Jack Ray the last time he fought Whitaker. Uh, Whitaker. Yeah. And then after that fight, you were like... like Jack Ray, like... Mother, our father time is caught father up on Jack Ray. Like, Jack Ray's nearly 40 now. Yeah. You know what who, who did Brunson beat in his last fight? He beat... He knocked someone out. Yeah. Was Machida? Knocked out Machida. Yeah, 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 yeah. We knew yeah. we were like Machida. There's no way he's going to win that. Yeah, yeah. So maybe he's on the Brazilian tear. Yeah, I feel like if he's good enough to be Machida, he's good enough to be Jack Ray, especially if yeah. he's like can knock him out. So well, I'm, uh, just because I'm a fan, well, obviously you're a fan as well, but I'm just. Mm. I'm gonna oh, go I love Jack Ray. Yeah, I'm going to go Jack Ray. I'm just going to go Jack Ray because. Other than know. that, this other on that card, other things. The returner Mursa Bektic, who also lost the last fight to the damage, that'd be quite interesting. Caitlin Chikogan is fighting on the flyweight division in the women's. Um, she's like got quite a push off UFC, and then Bobby Green versus Eric Coke. That'll probably be fight the night. Bobby Green's always putting on a show. Very good in the stand up. Yeah. Uh, then actually, if you're in taking it easy on Friday, Bellator one ninety three is on as well. And uh, it's not a great car, but Lorenz Larkin is fighting in the main event against Fernando Gonzalez. Yeah. It's actually a catchway fight at one eighty. Uh, should be fireworks in a boat men like the stand. But I think Lorenz Larkin will get back in the win column. Also, Kendall Grove is fighting that weekend. If you're an ultimate fighter fanatic. Yeah. Um I think Lorenzo Arkin they're, they're like here look mate you need to win like Yeah it's like we did, we didn't give that all that money from the UFC to lose so go back in there. Yeah, get in there, yeah. So uh Ross Cowell, I think that sort of wraps up all the MMA news of the week. It does uh, indeed. What you make of the show so far and is there anything else you want to add in? No, um I'm just I, I'm just waiting for Conor McGregor to say when he's going to come back to the UFC or like whatever he's going to do. So hopefully that happens very very soon and other than that I'm excited for the UFC in 2018. Oh, actually, one last thing about UFC. Dana White was asked a series of questions of whether he believes yes or no certain fighters will fight next, or 2018. He said, yes, Brock Lesnar will fight. Yes, George St. Pierre will fight. Yes, um, CM Punk will fight. And yes, John Jones will fight. So, like, if they all fight this year, and yes, Conor McGregor will fight. And he also said, yes, one of the two Diaz brothers will fight. So, if they all fight this year, those six fighters, it'll be a great year for the UFC. Yeah, but how often does Dana White tell a white lie? All the time. Okay. Especially when they're looking for a new TV, TV deal. Oh, yeah. Uh, actually, yeah. Oh, everyone's uh, going to fight. It's like, I'm going to actually fight Tito Ortiz. Remember they were making yeah, yeah. uh, And Joe Rogan's going to fight Mike yeah. Goldberg yeah. in a rematch. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's the MMA segment of the show. So thanks a minute for staying tuned. We're going to move on to the world of football. Um, football. Football, 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 crazy, football, football mad. mad. Grab an energy, lad, and play football with your lads. Football, okay, 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 okay. We'll work on that one for next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get it like an orchestra. Okay, um, kicking off the football show. Today's news that's actually after destroying the internet is Alexis Sanchez trending worldwide. Yeah, trending worldwide. Alexis Sanchez is after leaving Arsenal in a, in a swap deal for. What's his first name? Mkhitaryan's. Yeah, Henrik. Henrik Mkhitaryan's. So, jeez, man, he's only gone. You forgot. Yeah, no, I was just like, a, like a once they, once, brain fart. Yeah, once they're out the door, I don't give a shit. So basically, <laughs> Alexis Sanchez is after signing for Manchester United today. Uh, Manchester United's new number seven, Ross Cowell. 
Take it away, bud. I couldn't be any happier. You guys can't see me right now, but I'm actually wearing my Paul Pogba number six jersey. Yeah. And I can't wait because we're actually going over to see Manchester United versus Huddersfield, and we will see Alexis Sanchez hopefully have his debut against Huddersfield in Old Trafford. I can't actually wait. I couldn't think of a more electric signing, some just Premier League proven. One of the best players in the Premier League. You could easily argue that he's... Uh, you could put an argument that he's the best player in the Premier League over the last three years. If not, he's 100% top 10. If not, top 5. Couldn't be much better players. He works so hard. He scores so many good goals. He he comes back in defence. He's a really good player. I can see Mourinho putting a lot of faith in him. And he also, I think, makes Manchester United contenders in the Champions League. Yeah. That, I think that's the key thing that people probably didn't really look at. There yeah. pe- too many people were busy looking at wages yeah. rather than what you're actually getting. You're actually getting a player who's available to play in the Champions League as well. Yeah. Um, th- I think the key thing about... In fairness, could you argue that Alexis Sanchez was the best player in the world that is available to play in the Champions League that wasn't playing Champions League this season? Well, bar you, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, so there you go. Like, as in, like, Manchester United have, like, bolstered their squad more than any other Champions League side. Yeah. United are sort of lucky now. They're after getting a player who plays basically in the same position as Rashford and Martial. And then that is, like, like proper world-class. Like, I mean, yeah. like, you're getting a world-class player. Um, that they can learn off as well. And I feel like that's what we're... Mi- we're like, United aren't a complete mm. puzzle yet. But the thing is, from, from centre mid... That's a big step that way. Yeah, from centre mid up to the striker, there's not much experience. Yeah. Where, like, Pogba losing uh, Champions League final and a uh, Euro, uh, Euro, uh, Euros final. Yeah. Like, and then, like, there's yeah, not yeah, much experience to, Like, there. you have Mata there, but he's not, like... He's not the talent that we need up there. You know what I mean? Like, he's got the experience, but he's not, like, yeah. the talent. Yeah. He's, not, he's, not, he's not the future. He's not... He wasn't a star man. He, he's like he's like he's sort of your seven, eight out of ten player that you plug in. He's a plug. That's what I yeah. call him. Yeah. He's not. He's, you don't build the team around one matter. Yeah. One matter is brilliant. I really like one matter. Yeah. But you don't build the team around them. You don't go. You have to one upgrade. Ma- you don't go one matter and then go right now. Everyone play to one matter's strengths. Yeah. You don't do that. You, you buy someone like Lester Sanchez and you can have the rest of the players play to his strengths. He's that good. Like yeah. Although like when he was going to City, I was like ah, forget about forget about that. But like he's obviously. Okay, the wage thing, like, I mean, how much is he on now? 400 grand a week. About 400 grand a week. But, like, I'm not paying that. I don't really care. As long as he comes in and does the business, that's all that really matters. And loads of people are being like, but you also have to take into account that we paid no money for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we gave him Mkhitaryan, who wasn't starting first. You know what I mean? And Mkhitaryan must have been on, like, 150 grand a week yeah. anyway. Look, the thing is, Mkhitaryan, I thought, was a very, very good player. And so when he showed up, mm. he was brilliant. He's like but, an Ozil, isn't he? Well, like, t- uh, Ozil's probably a better Probably no, yeah. no, no. He's probably just a worse version of Sanchez. But, like, <laughs> he, he never showed up for the big games. And, like, it was just so, like, like that the position Mkhitaryan plays and it, w- it was so important to the team to connect from the striker to the midfield. And he was just never showing up. And it was just like, like, that the team would then get overrun. And, like, Mourinho was like, here, look, here, like, the, it, your football, this your spine, your team has to be strong, and um, with him taking out of the side now and putting in like a proven winner who's the who's the grit and determination of Tevez, yeah. who is the winning pedigree of any footballer really. Like yeah. he's won Champions League, won the Liga, uh, uh, Chile won the Copa. Yeah, he's won so for Chile as well. Uh, they're not in the World Cup now, so basically he's gonna be like right of six months to win the Champions League. Yeah. Um, with Paul Pogba, with Lukaku, with Martial, with Rashford, with Matic. Mm. I mean, like, with David De Gea. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, United can basically put whatever defence in the back there and, like, still not concede goals. Yeah. De Gea has had 13 mm. clean sheets in the Premier League this year. And Antonio Valencia might be the best right back in the league as well. They could stick and you, then, like, they could stick you inside the back. And then, like, uh, when Eric Boy's back as well, like, he's a phenomenal yeah. defender. And then, like, you know, Small and Jones, Rojo, they're all, like, 
fairly decent. You know what I mean? Like they're like quite good defenders. Like I don't want to hype this up as in yeah. like this is the change. But the thing is, mm. this is a ma- like this is a massive signing. And like right. and not only that, but Mourinho's also singing Luke Shaw's praise as well. And like he doesn't yeah. do that unless he means it. You know what I mean? Yeah. When was the last time that there was like a massive signing for United? Bar Pogba. Yeah, but like th- this one's different because this yeah. one's like like this, this, this one's is like, very, very reminiscent of Van Persie. It's like yeah, it's like, yes, it's like, yes, it's like, it's like we stole one of our rivals' best talents. Yeah, yeah but the, like mean? and we also have players in other positions. Yeah. Whereas when Pogba came in, like we were like, shit, we have no one. Like, yeah, please like, come. Like, you know what I mean? I think Robin begging. Van, I think Robin Van Persie was like the best plaster put over any cut of all time. Is in like that Man United team wasn't that good, and we just have Van Persie. And he scored like twenty five goals in the league, and was like. We won, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, like as opposed to like Alexis Sanchez is coming to, into a team that is very good and can play football. Yeah, and like look at the look at the the banter that you know they're having in that change yeah. room. That Jesse Lingard thing went viral. Yeah, but like like Sanchez is going to go in there and like he wants to play every game and like like he, look at well he played being not happy compared to how well he's going to play now uh, compared to how now he's going to play with like such a happy team like that Arsenal team were like so like they're like not happy and he's still playing well so think about how well he's going to play now he's going to thrive in this and for me this is another factor that comes in right Alex Sanchez is 100% going to start in one of those three positions behind Lukaku right Yeah. so now there's Martial there's Mata there's Rashford Jesse Lingard yeah. and even Pogba at times all fighting for those remaining two spots and they're going to increase the play like the playing time or decrease the playing time in those other two spots. So therefore, those players are going to have to step up and like re-stamp their claim on that's those extra spots left available. So he's going to up the level of the players playing around him as well because Alexis is definitely going to start. Yeah, and the others might not. What do you think of him changes his name on the back of his jersey? He's now Alexis Seven as opposed to Sanchez. Maybe it's just like a fresh start. Yeah, maybe it's a branding thing. Yeah. I'm not too sure. Well, but do, it, what what way do you think the best? Where you know they're going to play a formation. Obviously, they're going to have a defence, but I mean, like, they're sort of okay, field strike. So, I think, I feel it's going to be Pogba and Matic, even though, like, Pogba, when you push forward a lot more, did a lot better. But I feel like there's too much, like, you can't put someone else in midfield, it worsens us. Yeah. So, it's going to have to be them. As in, like, you don't get that much more benefit playing Pogba much forward. So, it's going to be Pogba and Matic. I think we agree on that. Mm-hmm. Um, For me, Ideally, I'd love to keep Martial on the left because he's actually doing so well on the left, yeah. and maybe play Sanchez on the right. Obviously, Alexis, I think, would be better on the left. But I think to make the team a stronger unit, I'd move Sanchez to the right. And I think Lingard at the moment is on fire and should sit in behind, and then I'd put Lukaku up top. Okay, so based on form, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. based on form. <clears throat> but like, who who really knows? Like, it could actually be Alexis on the left. Martial might be on the bench because he could be the best impact player to bring on, and Rashford could play on the right because Rashford, I think, has a lot more game time on the right. Yeah. And they, they can all intertwine yeah. as well. Yeah, and like, who knows? They could do Martial on the left, Rashford on the right, Sanchez in the middle, and Luke. Like, you know what I mean? There's like endless possibilities. Like, just, just, just think about that. Like, the, the, the players you have to name, like Sanchez, Pogba, Martial, mm. Lukaku, uh, Rashford. I mean, and like, that's. I, what? I, didn't, like, I didn't even mention Juan Mata's name once, you know what I mean? Who's like a, yeah. a dead ball specialist and also, yeah. like, is also a little bit of a genie himself, like, when he wants to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. He, like, he. he, he one man plays some of the best true balls I've, I've feel, ever seen. It. Yeah, I feel he's gonna be gone, Joy, because mm. they're, they're like right pace. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, yeah. So what? What are Arsenal getting with Mkhitaryan then? They're getting an absolute assist machine. Also, while we're speaking about Arsenal, we might as well. They're also linked to Mkhitaryan, and that could, no, no. or sorry, to Aubameyang, yeah, yeah. and that could. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're linked to Mkhitaryan. He's already signed, uh, and they're really linked, linked to Aubameyang. <laughs> so therefore, like they're going to connect those two back up together. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what would happen in Lacazette. Will they play two up top? I'm actually not too sure. Don't think so. But um, 
I think Mkhitaryan's a great sign for Arsenal. I think yeah. it really suit their style of play. I think Fenger will be a bit more lenient with him. He won't have to probably do as much defensive work as Mourinho will look out for him. So he um, sort of plays the same position as Ozil, though. He does indeed. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if they went Lacazette up top and then had Ozil and Mkhitaryan in behind yeah. and he, he filled one of those positions. Yeah. Uh, I, feel Ar- like, I feel like he's going to do those moments of brilliance and then disappear. Yeah. Like Ar- a bit like was doing, you know. Ar- 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 I think Arsenal have to realise them right here. Look, we're going to get rid of a player for a player that wants to come and wants to like reprove himself yeah. with Mkhitaryan. Um, I think Arsenal also realise now they're not competing on the highest level with the United, yeah. with the cities, and I don't think they're able to with the money situation. But you're getting in a player who, like, he's definitely one mm. of the top twenty best Premier League players. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, like, definitely one of the top. Yeah. Top 10 attack midfielders. Yeah. yeah. And then look at the way Liverpool are after like reigniting their whole team with like the Firmino with the Mane with mm. the Salah. With the Salah. Like I mean I think I think Wenger's taken like one step back to take three steps forward. Like yeah. I mean like Aubameyang could really thrive in that fast paced Arsenal team. Especially mm. because Mkhitaryan's very fast so like I know like John Scanlon listens to this sometimes and yeah. he's a big Arsenal fan uh, but uh, I think put, things are going to re- work out like. Put it this way. Arsenal are in a much better position if they get Aubameyang and Mkhitaryan yeah. and get rid of Alexis than if yeah. they just kept Alexis. Yeah. I wouldn't be heartbroken, but no. the thing is, like, you know, they're in City are like definitely are play, playing a different game. It's yeah. like PSG and and then like Real Chelsea, Chelsea, and Chelsea are a step ahead of them as well. And you can argue, you could argue that Arsenal are the sixth best team in the league at the moment. Yeah, I mean, and like a solidly sixth best team in the league. Yeah. Uh, another big move during this transfer window was Theo Walcott leaving Arsenal mm. after twelve years. To go to Everton. Um, he actually got an assist there in the weekend. Yeah, he did a lovely header yeah. for, was a, what's the name, Niasi. Yeah, Niasi, yeah. Yeah, Niasi scored a volley. Uh, when I was actually in Liverpool, I meant to try and get a picture of it, but as I was driving back to the airport, there was like a welcome to uh, Everton sign with massive big billboard with Theo Walcott on it. And um, it was just great to see like how welcoming a football club Everton is and seems to be very welcoming and look at Wayne Rooney he reignited his career when he moved back yeah. to Everton so it could be the same thing for Theo Walcott there'll be less pressure on him he'll be given a bit more freedom he'll be used as more of an attacker um, with a more of a freedom role for them and I think it looks like it's going to be a good signing for them yeah um, see the weird thing is right Walcott went to the World Cup at 16 in 2006 right hasn't been to any World Cup since with England and then uh now he's after he's obviously after leaving now because there's what six months of the World Cup. Yeah, he's given himself an opportunity to go to this World Cup. Yeah, but the thing the thing is right going at sixteen like like you're like oh geez this fella's going to be the next like Pele yeah whoever so the next yeah. Ronaldo right and then like he never like lived up to the hype. Do you think like he had the potential to live up to the hype or do you think he was just like always just going to be not? Yeah, see, I saw real always just going to be like talk about this yeah. and they were like. Did we just think he was better than he was, yeah. sort of thing? And it's easy um, to get caught up with that. Yeah, no, I, I think I think always being the fastest player on the team, people are always going to perceive that your skill level is higher. Next on, Cause, yeah, because yeah, you get to the ball faster than everyone, yeah. and you're going to have more time with the ball because you're going to get to the ball first. So I feel like technically he didn't improve yeah. the way he should yeah. have, which is quite strange to think he was at Arsenal with a Thierry Henry and he didn't technically improve at the time. I remember Ar- I remember Henry came back as a coach for Arsenal at one stage when he was doing his coaching badges. And he, what's called, he like took Tia Walcott away for um the night. And then the next weekend, Walcott went out and scored a hat-trick. And I'm just like, I feel like Walcott is someone who they need to put their arm around. And like be like, it's, you're doing a good job, Tio. As opposed to, 
he's not the person who you put up on the pedestal and go no. it's all on you Theo you know sure. what I mean you know what? I think like sometimes like a club could be too big yeah. and like for Walcott to be like the face of Arsenal you just couldn't do it I think no. like it's someone like Everton where they don't have massive expectations yeah. like they're happy if they beat like United at home once yeah. a season yeah. or like beating Arsenal at home you yeah, know what if mean? they beat one of the big six yeah. at one stage or in season they're like yeah. we did our job yeah. like get draw, to- draw drew two all with City they were like great yeah. result lads like get top six probably yeah. get to a semi-final of an FA Cup mm. and then like get to a final of a league cup day but like, yeah. that's a successful season uh, I think I think Everton's big thing is like you said it's either like win one of the cups or be, be in the Europa League for next year I think that's Everton's goals each year yeah. and they were brutal in the Europa League this year they have Big Sam now and you know what Big Sam probably likes getting the English players in and Kevin Morales is gone now so like that right wing position could be very much Theo Walcott yeah. and Aaron Lennon's meant to be going to Burnley yeah so like that, that, like, could, that could be a good project there at Everton yeah. I mean you know what I mean yeah, they seem to be getting something together, yeah. and like Wayne Rooney seems to be a great leader for them to have at Everton. Yeah, um, think we should move on to Chelsea. It seems like a bit of a shit show going on, being linked from Crouchy to Lorente to Andy Carroll to uh, Vokes to Jake Burnley. Cadwell. Yeah, yeah. Um, I find it funny how <laughs> I find I find it funny how they're like linked with all these, and they're still like they're still performing on the pitch. They're after winning there four 0 during the week. Badashui. Was playing up top. Yeah, it looked like he was Ronaldinho at some stage. Um, I don't understand why Badashu be starting for them, and he's clearly better than every striker they're trying to buy. Yeah, and they're like, no, no, we want Badashu be gone, and we want this person in. Yeah, Badashu is starting up top. I really don't understand the game plan here. I don't understand how Chelsea went from winning the league last year to the league champions, and they're looking at buying. Andy Carroll, who I don't think he's ever scored more than, I'm going to say, 12 Premier League goals in the season. Yeah. Suppose he's injured again. Yeah, he's injured. He has an ankle injury. Peter Crouch, who's 37. Like, where, like West Brom wouldn't sign Peter Crouch. Uh, Vokes from Burnley, he's never scored more than... I couldn't believe five, he was... I, I don't think he scored more than five league goals in the season. I'm best sure I'm going to say, I can't believe he was, his name was even brought up. Yeah, I, t- yeah, uh, I was like, what? Yeah, I'm sitting there going... Who are these? And especially it's if like Aubameyang, if Aubameyang is available for fifty million, they want to buy another striker. You know what I mean? Like, why? Why aren't they buying Aubameyang? I know. Yeah. I I just don't get it. And like, especially if Miranda's injured, it's like, oh, the other fast guy who scores all the goals. Oh no, we don't want him because they're going to pay like twenty five million for Andy Carroll. Yeah, I just know there. Yeah, well, the, the English price always marks up, but uh, I actually think Conte is going to leave at the end of the season, and the owners are like, well, Abraham is just like here. I'm not giving you like a hundred million to spend on. What could be the next Torres yeah. when I want this next manager to come in and, and give him the cash? Yeah. You know what I mean? And but then, like, I but don't like, understand spending any money on any of those yeah. strikers. Yeah, but Conte must be like, here, I'm not signing fucking Peter Crouch. Like, I mean, yeah. you know yeah, what I mean? I'm not a joke shop. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. not a joke here. Yeah, man. yeah so like, he's definitely going to go. Like, no. If he's not getting the money. Although the one rumour that is coming now is Eden Zeko, and that could be a sign that could be good yeah. for Chelsea. Yeah. I actually think we were looking at Zeko when he was leaving City, and then we were like, Arsenal or Chelsea, like, they'd be great yeah. for him, him to get. He's like a proven Premier League goal scorer. He's still scoring goals in Italy, and yeah. like, he sort of, he's one of those players who's like a bit of a ball magnet. Yeah, absolute predator coming off the bench. Also, do you know who they could get? Giroud. Yeah. If Giroud was up for, up for sale, if like they're bringing in Aubameyang and they're bringing in Lacazette, if like, they're for a target man, yeah. like, I mean, Giroud, uh, he's still playing Champions League. And I think he has like, the Premier League record for most goals coming on substitute. Yeah, and also, Joe, you actually, they were saying earlier, uh, you man, Gracian Nopella, who just played yeah. up front for Southampton and then went to China, but he played for Italy under contact. Yeah. Um, just like, won the game. Yeah, yeah, well. Is he still playing in China? I'm pretty sure. Uh, uh, like, who knows where he 90% is. 90% sure he is, but, uh, like, I mean, same sort of style player as Giroud, same yeah. sort of look, same. same what, uh, handsome? Say yeah. handsome guy, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, no, marketable. I see, I see it working. Like, the first, Arsenal probably got like thirty or forty million for him as well. 
Yeah. And if he's not in the plans, well, then that's what they should go for. Um, one last transfer that I saw this week that we, me and Barry actually never discussed before was your man Leon Goretta went from Schalke and he's gone to Bayern, which I'm not surprised. Like young, twenty three year old, like six foot four centre midfielder. Uh, skillful, skillful, yeah. That score goals as well. It's gone from Schalke to Bourne but the Schalke fans like brought out this banner that was about forty foot long, yeah. and they were like, "If you don't like, don't come to or don't, don't play care. We don't, we're like, we're like, we don't care how good you are. If you want to fuck off for money, we don't want you at our club anyway." And I was like, yeah. "Bloody hell!" I was like, "Sort of fair play," but also I was a bit like, "Jesus Christ!" To create a banner to be like tell somebody was at your team to fuck off is a lot. But yeah. like then again, I suppose like someone from United Man City, I'd think the same. Yeah. Although, yeah, like, well, it looks like a tennis. Same, but yeah. Yeah. But it is what it is. But he's he's a world class talent, and yeah. like he's yeah, gonna start for Germany. Yeah, but if you're not with us, you're against us. You know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Um, that's one of the main transfers, anyway. Um, yeah. Apart from the managers. Yeah. <clears throat> during the week, uh, Paul Lambert's after taking over at Stoke, came in straight with a win. Two 0 wasn't it? I think. I'm not too sure. Okay, but, but like it doesn't really matter they won anyway so uh, yeah Paul Lambert former Aston Villa manager this was very left field for for uh, for me anyway I, I did not see Paul Lambert on the Stokesy radar yeah he hadn't managed in the Premier League in over a thousand games a uh, thousand days thousand days so that's what's that over three and a half years basically yeah, yeah he's yeah. previously in charge of uh, Aston Villa yeah. yeah. and then uh, yeah, anything to say no, I was just saying um, he seems to start off very well. Uh, just uh, It's good to see that it wasn't this revolving door of like Tony Pulis, Mark Hughes, Alan Pardew, and it wasn't one of these fellas. Yeah. It was just like, it's like oh, I'm out of seven of the 20 Premier Moisey. League teams. Yeah, yeah Moisey. Yeah. You know I mean? It's like, it's like <laughs> all right, Sam Aldrice. You know what I mean? Big Sam. Yeah. Um, then also, uh, during the week, Wofford fired Marco Silva. Yeah. Uh, we actually put a poll out on our page saying, do Premier League clubs fire the managers too quick? Um, I think 80% said yeah or something yeah, like that yeah. yeah they just do like uh, like Watford are being very weird because like Marco Silva seems to be doing a decent job like what like what are Watford expecting to fire him you know what I mean and then and he was doing a great job yeah. earlier on the season and, and he, like, was, he was doing a good job with Hull the season, season before as well you know what I mean as in like he seems like he's a very good manager why would you sign a manager for like half a year yeah and then not only that but they fired who was their manager of the year before the other Spanishy fella Kike Sanchez Flores. Yeah, I and think he was going, doing quite well yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just like, I was like, what are Watford doing? I feel like whoever the chairman is of Watford like sits down and has a chat with the manager. What are Watford doing? And if he doesn't like them, he's like, nah, I don't like him. He's rude to me, so I'm fired. I, I feel like they're looking for yes men in charge. I'm yeah, like, maybe the manager isn't the yes man. Or maybe no, he wasn't yeah, getting the money no, because he was linked with er- with the Everton job. That's what they're like. Oh, the loyalty is not there. But it's just oh. like here, look, man. If he's doing a good job, keep him there. Yeah, it's like if he's getting linked to other jobs, but then he's obviously doing a good job where he is. I, I, I don't understand it. So now this new fella, Grazia, is coming in. He used to be a... a Grazia. He used to be a Malaga manager. And then I think he went to maybe Russia or something for a year. I don't really know anything about him. So I'm just interested to see how he'll do. But he keeps him up. Yeah, what for the say up? All right. Um, I think we should go in some of the main fixtures over the weekend then. If yeah, you have, but, unless you have any more news, yeah? Um, No, but there is the second round fixtures of the League Cup semi-final, the Carabao Cup semi-finals. Uh, City are playing Bristol. Yeah. And C- City won 2-1 last time, so we expect City to be in the final. And then Chelsea versus Arsenal. Yeah. It'll be in the Emirates this time round uh, after the nil-all draw. Mkhitaryan versus Crouch. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are your predictions for this? Because like, this is going to mean a lot more to Arsenal than it will to Chelsea. Okay. No, oh, take- actually, I don't know. Will it? No. It'll probably mean the same to both of them, won't yeah, it? Yeah, they I both take- need to win a cup this year. If this is their best chance. All right, I actually think Chelsea are going to win uh, after they won last week on penalties. 
against. Uh, that was in the oh, FA Cup, remember? Cup. Oh, who were they playing? They were playing some brutal. Oh, it was Norwich. It was Norwich. Yeah, yeah, they beat them on penalties. And then after, after like, they looked like, like Hazard superstars. Yeah, 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 I think Chelsea are just going to beat them. Uh, fair enough. I'm just going to say Arsenal just because it's like a love Wenger to win a trophy before he actually retires. He's already done that a couple of times and he's just like, oh, I'll stay on, lad. It's like, <laughs> it's like, no, you're meant to leave. Like. Yeah, it's like, it's like they're, they're, that was your swan song. Yeah. Uh, over the weekend, Chelsea won 4 0 against Brighton. Uh, what's the story of Chelsea? Oh, no, Hazard like showed up. That's what happens. Like Hazard shows up and they win. Yeah. Hazard yeah. said after the game that like playing football and playing that type of football, like, that's what it's all about. Yeah. yeah, they were playing some seriously silky football. Like some of the passes that were made, being made around them was like Barcelona esque. Do you not think like the Chelsea players are always just moan or something? They should just like like yeah. you're earning like you're you know all what? millionaires. You're all getting about hundred grand. Yeah, we should not just go out with a smile. I feel I feel like that's sort of I feel like that's a bit Conte though. I feel like Conte as good of a manager he is and as good a job he's actually done in Chelsea. I feel like he's a bit like moany. He doesn't look happy either, ever. He never looks happy. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, okay, how can you... You, can't say, you can't say you're taking your job too seriously, but like, crack a smile or something. Yeah, it's a bit like, where's Ronaldinho? Yeah, he's concentrating too much on fighting with Mourinho. But uh, decent win anyway. Uh, Arsenal also won 4-1. Arsenal looked... Uh, they were 4-0 up after like 25 minutes. Yeah. Arsenal should have just played the same as well. Yeah, like. they, were, they were just playing sexy football. Yeah. It was, there was actually some very sexy football. Yeah, and Lacazette scored again. Speaking of sexy goals, uh, Martial scored top corner. Yeah. 1-0 against Burnley. He's really like properly putting his chances away these days. Yeah. And like he's like, when he kicks it, like he's just, like vigour behind it. So like, fair play. Yeah. Man, and then Man City, Aguero got a hat-trick against Newcastle. Yeah, his third goal was actually very good. Leroy San like took, he actually like took the ball around all the Newcastle defenders, then went back and then took around them all again and then passed Aguero for yeah. goal. Yeah. It was like very impressive. Yeah. So. Kevin De Bruyne's after signing a new contract as well. Yeah, it's 2023. So uh, City are really like... I think City like had to do something this window to be like, we're sure up our team as well. You know what I mean? I think that was like a message that as was much as anything. De Bruyne. Yeah. Well, the best, probably the best player in the Premier League this year. Him, him yeah. or Mo Salah between the two of them. What about Harry Kane? Up there as well? Yeah, up there as well. In fairness, I think, I, I think Harry Kane has just been so consistent over the last few years, over the last three years. He's scored so many goals that you almost like forget that he's playing the football he's playing. Yeah, uh, then on Super Sunday, Spurs actually drew one off with Southampton. Harry Kane scored again. I, I think that's his 99th Premier League goal. Yeah. I think he's one off 100 now. So, yeah. fair play to Harry Kane. And uh, Davidson Sanchez scored an own goal, so he's our flop of the week. Yeah, <laughs> um, we have to give a special shout out to Michael Obafemi, who the 17-year-old Irish under-19 international coming on. Um, he actually missed an absolute sitter. I think he's from Drogheda as well. Yeah. Obafemi. He missed. He missed a sitter. Like, Did he? Yeah, yeah. It was square to him. And it, like it hit the back of his heel and went wide. Oh. Uh, and it was just like next one, Mick. Yeah, yeah. We actually gave him a share on the Instagram as yeah. well if you want to check it out. Uh, right now, Swansea are actually playing Liverpool, and Swansea are winning one 0 at half time. Uh, Moss, and he's actually been linked with a few clubs. He's centre half, isn't he? Uh, yeah. very, very Swansea to be beating Liverpool. The team who scored the least in the Premier League against the team who scored the second most. Trey Swansea. Uh, the FA Cup's actually back this week as well. So on Friday, in order away to Yeovil uh, will Sanchez make his debut? And, Probably not. Uh, why not, man? Stick him on and get a hat-trick. Uh, you, uh, nah, because they're away, I don't think he's going to play. Because they're away. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, yeah, I think... It'd be great if like, Zlatan came on and scored a goal. Yeah. Um, okay, a couple of picks for the FA Cup on Saturday, half-twelve. Leicester away Quick to picks! Huh? Leicester? Leicester. <laughs> say, uh, say, it properly. Say, say it properly. Quick fire picks okay. with Ross and Barry. Okay, so kicking off the FA Cup on Saturday, Peterborough home to Leicester City. Half Leicester 12. City. Yeah, uh, another pick will be... Are Man City playing well? 
Or would you wait? Oh, oh. Like I'm sc- scrolling here, mate. Uh, Southampton are playing Watford at three o'clock. <gasps> Southampton. Well, our mate Mike make score. Yeah. Think so. Yeah. What's the name again? Michael Obafemi. Oh, right. I was I was thought you didn't know. That's what. I asked. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, half five. Newport against Spurs. Newport with the upset. Uh, would they even play Harry Kane, or they'd be like here, Lorente, you can get a game. Lorente is a fast start that game. Yeah, and then uh, a seven forty five Liverpool taking on West Brom. No, Liverpool win that. Yeah, Liverpool should. Uh, on Super Sunday, Chelsea are taking New- on Newcastle half one. I'm gonna say Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah, and then a four o'clock card versus Man City. Man City. <laughs> yeah, and then on Super Monday, international match. You uh, half. Uh, 12.30am USA against Bosnia Hurst Nagova definitely Bosnia Ed and Zeko's going to score and then be like Chelsea 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 <laughs> it's like play for Rome it's like yeah I love Rome I forgot uh, uh, the Rome lads uh, yeah one actual big announcement as well in the World Cup they're going to be using the VAR uh, VAR system video technology oh for the refs for the World Cup yeah um, hopefully that means that we won't have um, what's his name Graham Paul doing three yellow cards oh yeah, yeah. very Graham Paul yeah um, other than that any any last uh, minute football news I think there was two uh, things in the rest of the world of football that we didn't get to discuss um, there was the Cavani versus Neymar incident um, yeah. PSG were beating someone 8-0 well 7-0 at the time <laughs> <laughs> very PSG yeah. uh, a close yeah, 7-0 a close 7-0 the <laughs> D- they're playing Dijon I think and I think Dijon missed like 6 chances so they could have been close uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Neymar got taken down for a penalty. No, no. What happened was oh, Cavani, Cavani got, got taken, Cavani down. Got taken down, down for the penalty, right? It was very clear. Neymar had already scored three goals. So, like, like, okay, so, and like, if Cavani had scored in that game, he would have set the record for most PSG goals ever. Yeah, beating Zlatan Ibrahimovic, which is a massive feat, anyway. Yeah. And then, uh, <clears throat> Neymar was like, gives the ball. Yeah, Neymar took the oh, ball. Oh, no, you, no, no, you, you explained it very well uh, the other right. day, and then I watched it. So, yeah. Neymar. Went and picked the ball up after Cavani got fouled. Yeah. And, and then like they were walked by Cavani with his head down. And then once Cavani walked by him, like he put his head up and then actually scored the penalty. But Cavani was like, well done. But I mean, I think sometimes you should just be like, here, John, man, you're about to set a record here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it was the way it was. And I was a bit like, it's not like he's not going to set it in the next game. But then you were like, oh yeah, but it was at home. And I was like, oh, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. The last thing you want to do is a way to Yeovil. You know what I mean? And That's you know why I mean? Sanchez might make it. And who knows? Deal. Cavani could have actually been on two goals as well and could have been his hat trick. Yeah. Yeah, they had this argument over Penno as well, didn't they, before? Yeah, they, knew, they fell out before at the beginning of the season. But, uh, YOLO! Um, and also, also, Ronaldo. Yeah, okay, there was a poll. for The Real Madrid fans had a poll uh, whether or not they wanted to keep Cristiano Ronaldo at the club. And over 60% of the fans said that they would actually want Ronaldo to leave. Um, Ross, what do you think about that? Well, I'll tell you what I think about that. <laughs> Ronaldo has played, I think, 16 games this year for Real Madrid, and he's only scored four goals. Very not Ronaldo. However, oh, he scored. No, however, since points. however since that um, since that stat came out and since that poll came out, Ronaldo played this weekend and scored two goals and also got a further two assists. And Real Madrid won seven nil or seven one. I'm not too sure. They scored seven goals yeah, anyway. Bale was playing real well. I don't know what happened. Once did Ronaldo get hit with a coin or a stone or yeah, I, don't, I don't know what happened. He got a cut in his face anyway, and um, then he was getting slated because like he checked his face with a phone like and it was people it was like in fairness if my, if my face was bleeding I want to see how and where it was bleeding yeah, yeah. I don't understand what the problem was but I think the poll I think Real Madrid fans a lot of them are very fickle I think a lot of them were probably very frustrated at Ronaldo that he wasn't scoring as many goals as he was playing because that's what he normally does and I feel like if you ask people after that game they would have been like 
Oh no no we love Ronaldo obviously yeah. I was actually against Deportivo yeah. if, you, if Ronaldo walked by any of them fans have said no yeah like, put it this they, way. They, they would ask for a follow put it this yeah. way I don't think any of those fans would tell Ronaldo to their face they want him, or yeah. to his face they want him to leave yeah. that, they, put it that way they're probably Barca fans although you know what actually happened during the week like troops is like for, troops from Arsenal fan TV was like fuck Alexis Sanchez yeah you can leave blood and then he, got, he met him and he was like picture uh, <laughs> yeah. was that not just an old photo I don't know. I, don't, I think, I think it was, you think. Oh, was it? All right, but like, he put a picture up with Alex Sachi. He was like, yeah. we love you. But um, I think that was the football news for the, for, for, for the week. Yeah. I think it was. Um, we love Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. I, I, like, I don't want to be linked with him again. It's yeah. like, yeah, look, this has been happening for the last 10 years. Yeah. But, uh, Ross, we're going to wrap up the whole, the whole show. So... So, basically, up, like. Liverpool was fantastic for me. Yeah. Back training with my best pal Barry. Loving that. Who? Oh, sorry. You've never met him yet. Uh, I'll introduce you sometime. You might get on. Although he's a bit sarcastic. Uh, <laughs> Dublin influencers or Irish influencers. Be real. Don't be fake. If you're following somebody that's fake, unfollow them. Get them out of your lives. <coughs> Ross Cavill. In terms of mixed martial arts, UFC 220, it was all right at best. We never raided the card. I'd probably give it a 6 out of 10. Wasn't blown away. Yeah. Not overly excited for the fights this weekend, but we will watch. We will discuss. In terms of football news, Alexis Sanchez, biggest sign of the year. Um, and then we gave our predictions for the footballing week. And uh, that is it. And, and as, as always, always stay energized. <laughs>